With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Bro, the Pelicans <laughs> are trash. You, we are not, listen, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's fooling me again. I'm not doing this. I'm not That's a great cold open. I'll, I'm going to open with that and include that. Please, Let's start. <laughs> please, let them know. They're down 44 right now. <laughs> the cranium is crazy. Oh my god. I mean, I don't really don't know, don't know what to say. Crayon eaters rejoice. Oh What's up, god. everybody? As you see by the title, today we're going to be putting every NBA contender into a tier list. But before we get to that, we're currently recording the day after we recorded that main part of the pod because we're doing a live reaction to the in-season tournament semifinals. And as you hear by Donovan's reaction. The game is still going on, Lakers versus Pelicans. It's such an unbelievable blowout that we said, screw it, let's start early. The Pelicans are down by 44, and we have some thoughts. So before we get to the main pod, you're going to hear about it. Absolutely. <laughs> They're getting their cheeks clapped. But before, like you said, Isaac, we actually get to the real, real pod, two reminders for you guys. One, every Monday we're streaming live on YouTube, 8 p.m. Yep. Eastern time. Be there. Secondly, follow us on Twitter. Once you reach 10K followers on there, we're giving away an entire PS5 to one of you. We Not have half a PS5, an entire one. Exactly. I <laughs> exactly. There's a, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're at what 5.7k or 5.8k followers right now? Something like that. Yeah, man. We're almost look, we're almost there. Yep. 10k, it's yours. Exactly. Yep. Keep all that in mind. Watch the streams. If you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor, drop a like and subscribe. I think when we say drop a like now or like the video, it glows in the bottom. So look at your screen right now if you're watching on desktop or mobile and drop a like. You should see it in rainbow on the button there. Go ahead and press that rainbow button. If you're on audio <laughs> platforms, leave us a review, rate us five stars, all that. Yeah, man. Let's just jump straight into the in-season tournament reaction. Donovan, we opened this with you clearly being frustrated by the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's start with that game. Let us hear it. I listen, I'm so confused right now because <laughs> and as listen, as you will hear later on in the pod and what has kind of been bubbling up for the last couple of weeks is that the Pelicans and like the hype around the Pelicans has been it's been bubbling up. Right. CJ, CJ was coming back. Trey Murphy was coming back. Everybody was getting healthy. Zion was looking like he was coming back into form. And yeah, and everything was looking like, hey, if this team is healthy and can play a couple games together. They might be a sneaky team in the Western Conference playoffs. And all of that may still happen. But to come out here today and to <laughs> lose by 44 with a chance to get to the in-season tournament is absolutely ridiculous. Um, LeBron and AD were 
hooping like they like this was like four years ago like it was a title run lebron came out <laughs> listen taking taking uh what is it he we saw a steph we exactly. saw a fuck you tonight <laughs> four from yeah. four from three three yeah. of those threes came on three straight wow. possessions the third of which was a heat check from the logo that he switched that bitch to make three in a row he was on one looking like the most motivated i've seen braun since like i don't know the playing game against the suns from like two and a half years ago like this yeah. was clearly a game that he got up for for whatever reasons maybe he wanted that 500k maybe he needed a new rolls royce maybe he <laughs> needed to get tuition for his third child i don't know but <laughs> he wanted to win this game and make the in-season tournament, and it showed because he turned yeah. the fucking clock back. He was saying in an interview the other day that Father Time is undefeated. He wants to be the first one to give him a loss in a while. That's how we played tonight. He wanted that shit bad. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Wait, real quick, real quick, before before we go and, and praise LeBron for the next 20 minutes. The fact, <laughs> listen, that was corny. Like, can we can we agree with that? <laughs> LeBron, oh, like, Le- LeBron, yeah. un- he, knowing, like, that he's about to say a bar and taking a pause and be like, Y'all ready for it? Y'all ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready to give Father Time his first loss. Shut up. Shut, relax. Like, you're forcing. You're forcing. And he definitely he cooked knew that he before was the like, game for sure. Oh, yeah. In fact, practicing in the mirror. He knew he was recording for the documentary because he like stopped and smirked to try to make it have like some aura to it. He wasn't just like trying to give him his first loss. He was like trying to give him a loss. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a hard ass TikTok edit, like literally next year, bro. <laughs> Ugly ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We okay, we had to get the first reaction there because the game yeah. just ended. Lakers are great. Pelicans not looking great tonight. Well, let's rewind and talk about the entire you know bracket stage of the in season tournament. Before that, though, how are y'all feeling about it in general? What's your general vibe of the tournament? Are you bought in on this idea? Do you feel like the players care? Like, are you excited for the finals? <laughs> so My <listen>. bad. <laughs> My bad, y'all. <laughs> when I, I this idea was first announced i was like game for it you know what i'm saying if i remember correctly isaac you're game for it we absolutely saw nothing that could be lost from this situation other than just like trial worst thing that could happen is error you know what i'm saying at that point in time you're just making things more exciting more curious but you know what i'm saying a lot of people donovan's had to say you might fit in this category you were just like <laughs> ah lame just shit on change certain things you know what I'm NBA change or whatever it wasn't and even like that you're like who the hell is gonna watch the charlotte hornets versus the washington wizards that's not the big <laughs> picture what we witnessed tonight that first in-season game and a couple nights ago Seen them go against who the who the Pacers go against a couple of nights ago was it the New York Knicks I, I believe no the, the Celtics the yeah. Celtics there we go I forgot yeah the Celtics like those that's like the bigger picture of the end season tournament you know what I'm saying mock him again mock him again run it up <laughs> go, wait go okay. you guys say say your stuff say your stuff old man bozo scared of change I don't know. <laughs> okay cool so there's two there's two points I have to make one of them is that. I was wrong in that it is it is much cooler than what I thought it was it was gonna be. And there was a lot more yeah. buy-in initially than in like year one than I thought it was gonna be. Two, I'm still low-key right in that oh what are, like <laughs> what listen, we're just, if we're just playing for bread, like okay, I guess like that stakes, but my biggest thing that I kind of extrapolated across everything was what are the stakes? And I still think that that is something that like can be addressed um, going into next year. I think that there can be a little bit more on the line rather than just $500,000. So like we can see that. So I'm, listen, I'm defending myself on that, but 
it is it is a it's a it's a good thing that the league is doing this. It's exciting. These games have been fun. Um the listen, the Hornets Wizards games, they've been a little bit better with the cool courts. Like it's <laughs> been a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I we don't want to get caught up on rehashing this at all. Yeah. But I guess the point Adam Silver probably is thinking is that like they don't want to put too much incentive behind it because as you see players are caring, this means something to them. And as that goes on for many years, fans will start to care. So he'd probably say, well, what are the stakes for a finals? You know, like it's just it's bragging rights. You want to win a trophy. There's something, it's a championship you want to win. That's why you mm-hmm. play the game. They probably view this as that same thing. It's just a second part of that where it's just an accomplishment. And it's why you suit up, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's fair. That's exactly. Fair. So, but either way, these games have been great, like we said. Let's start with the full-on breakdowns with Pacers versus, um, why am I blanking now? Versus Bucks. Yes. The short, the headline from this game is Tyrese Halliburton is him. In the tier list you guys are going to hear after this that we recorded yesterday, we talked about the Pacers, and we talked about, like, not necessarily having faith in them to, like, win multiple playoff series or anything. They're not, like, real quote-unquote contenders. But we are all in on Tyrese being that guy, which, if that's going to continue to be the case, you never know what you're going to get from the many night. You never know what you're going to get from the many series. That was all confirmed tonight. Mo? Man. Tyrese Halliburton. I said, I think in this tier list video, or maybe it was a podcast Prior to that, I said that this dude is a new age, new era point god, and that title only goes to players who are just masters at managing the game on the offensive end on every single level possible, no matter what type of defense is thrown at you. Now, yes, of course, like still hasn't been to the playoffs yet and all that, and I don't want to say that Tyrese Halliburton is, you know what I'm saying, the actual point guard when we have to see him go ahead and go through these next feats. But we're watching this legit superstar leap, and he's doing things that only some of the greatest game managers of all time, uh, like Chris Paul, who was called point guard, and also fucking LeBron James, do over the last 15, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Crazy stat for for you guys. The only players to have more... 20-point games, tennis's games with zero turnovers, then Tyrese Halliburton is LeBron James and, of course, Chris Paul. <laughs> they both have, I believe, eight or ten or whatever. Tyrese Halliburton has seven to his name. He's tied alongside <laughs> Steve Nash and all those other guys, but this dude is like 22-23 right now, and he's already Crazy, reached those bro. feats hella times this season also, too. So, yeah, that just goes you to mentioned show how uh, he is. You mentioned you want to calm down, giving him any broad proclamations because he hasn't had a playoff run yet. Honestly, I don't really give a fuck. I think we can say <laughs> that he's made the superstar leap. He is in. He's made the same leap that we saw Shake Gildas Alexander make last year, where we were like, by the time the All Star break came around and he was selected to an All Star team, we knew he was going to be an All NBA player. We knew this guy was pushing top ten conversations. We don't really got to wait to see team success. Like you can just tell that something's different. That's the case with Tyrese Halliburton. I remember a few days ago, I saw a tweet. I forgot who tweeted it. Someone tweeted, uh, Tyrese Halliburton might be a top five point guard already. And I quoted it. I was like, I don't know. That might be conservative. I think he, we might have to fire up top three conversations soon. After tonight, and we saw <laughs> him just little brother Damian Lillard, despite being eight years younger, I don't know how we can't have top three conversations for him. This is what the in-season tournament is about, right? If we want to talk about stakes, <laughs> it's the stakes are agendas will be pushed. And the agenda exactly. that you're gonna yeah. get, the agenda that you're gonna get from us moving forward is that top three is that Tyrese is a top three point guard consistently. Like for him, like he came out 
And he was hitting floaters over Brook Lopez consistently. He was pushing the pace. And again, like Mo, Mo just said, he doesn't turn the ball over ever. And to be able, like for the Pacers to play as fast as they do, to play as wide open as they do, and Tyrese to have the ball in his hands as much as he does, and to not make mistakes, and to be as efficient as they are, that's that's amazing, right? And so the listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this man carried the Pacers to an in-season tournament <laughs> final. He's out here doing it, right? Your favorite players could never. And is I just yeah, I'm I'm extremely happy to see Tyrese like make this leap and be able to play in games that are meaningful. And the one thing that everybody has been, you know, saying this entire run is at the beginning of the season, when people were asking Tyrese about the in-season tournament, he said, yeah, I love it. Like, I've never won anything in this league. It's going to give me an opportunity to compete. And he's showing everybody, just just give me a chance. Just give me yep. a chance. And I will go out there and drop 30 and 10, 28 and 10, whatever he did tonight. And it's, it's going to be fantastic. 27 points, 7 rebounds. 15 assists, 57.9% from the field, zero turnovers. And he hit the Dame time too. Yep. Add that to and the stat line. <laughs> 100%. And aside, even like, we're focusing on Tyrese Halliburton. It wasn't just him. Miles Turner was also incredible. And that connection is really what drove their offense. They, he had Miles Turner looking like Anthony Davis on the roll. Like they were just dicing up the yeah. Bucks defense and dunk after dunk for Miles Turner, which is, you know, their collaboration together. But what was interesting to me was, you know, they, they went into halftime up 12. For the reasons you said, they were just coming out. Great offense. He was finishing over uh, Brook Lopez at the rim. There's actually one play specifically where he hit a hard finger roll layup off the mm -hmm. glass to go to over him. And Reggie Miller was like, look at that. Easy one. Just, you know, routine commentary. And Doris Burke was like, listen, you are the Hall of Famer, Mr. Reggie Miller. You can say that's easy. For all of us, that shit did not look easy. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly how I felt because it looked so routine for him. But that's an incredibly difficult thing to do over someone who just was second in defense player of the year last year. Like, Brooke Lopez is not an easy target on the rim. And Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton was going at him, going at Giannis, doing the normal pick and roll stuff with no resistance the whole first half. But in the second half, we saw, you know, the Bucks are the Bucks still, and they made that run. And the fact that the game ended with Tyrese Halliburton getting to the rim, blown by Brooke Lopez, and then hitting a step back three to make them go up five from seven, what was it? They were up nine to go up to 14 with those five points to seal the game. That was like superstar shit to me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and he caught on to what they were trying to do in the fourth quarter, which is I don't know why Adrian Griffin. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but <laughs> um, they're running a it appeared to be a two three zone and Tyrese mm -hmm. noticed that and he and it, he was just feasting QB mode like Patrick Mahomes mode and he was just getting into Peyton whenever <laughs> he wanted or passing it out and orchestrating the offense on that end as well, you know, and once he saw that, it was pretty much game over. And that also the the Milwaukee Bucks Wolves also helped like put a nail to the coffin. You know what I'm saying? So Tyrese's mind and how he sees the game, which appears to be in slow-mo with how with how calculated every single decision that he makes, is phenomenal. And it's only something that we've seen a few times in NBA history, his mind at least, and display that he's putting out. And that's rare. Yeah. For sure. It's funny you say slow-mo because, like, that's the opposite of what he's doing. It feels that way to him, but, like, the whole thing is making them crazy is that they're just so fucking fast. And yeah. he's so fucking fast and can just think the game faster than everybody else. It's, like, their whole point, their whole, like, ethos as a team is that, like, listen, you can score. 
they're not a very aggressive defense. They kind of like let you get to your spots and they just play very fundamental, not a lot of trapping or anything. It's like they want you to shoot fast because they know they're going to shoot faster and be better at going fast and just out sprint you to the end of the game. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, man. It's, it, it is interesting though because they've had one of the worst defenses in the league. But over these last two games of, you know, of like tournament play, the defense still hasn't been like elite, obviously, but the effort has been there. And it's very interesting because I, it gives me a little bit of hope for the Pacers moving forward because now it's like, I know that that level of at least intensity and effort is in there. And so once we start getting later in the season, I'm, I want to see that. Like this, this, this is something that I'm going to be expecting from this team once we get into play in tournament season, you know, playoff season and all that stuff. So it's yeah. wh- whether they win or lose the tournament, this six game stretch that they've had is extremely encouraging on all fronts. Yeah, sure. man. Yeah. Th- I would say real quick, this is not even they played a great game, hit about their like their season average or whatever, but they didn't even shoot well from the three point line at all. They nope. shot 21 percent. You know what I'm saying? They didn't get to the the rim, obviously, as much as the Milwaukee Bucks. And that fourth quarter right there, let's just it just put it should put each and every one of us into perspective as to how potent this entire team is. And yeah. bro, like it's it, Tyrese is the starter of it for sure. He is the conductor of it. Don't get this shit wrong. But also having a team with so many consistent and reliable guards like Buddy Heald, Bruce Brown, Andrew Nemhart before he went down or whatever. Um, that TJ McConnell, like that goes a long way as well. These these are some yep. of the better guards, better bench players in the NBA that they have just along his backside to help carry the offense and make it afloat. I don't want to say it almost at all times because they lose a lot of games once Tyrese is sitting down, obviously. That's, where, that's like a part of their roles. But when he's on, and he can play alongside a TJ or whoever, whoever it is, bro. They just make they don't make a lot of mistakes. This offense doesn't make a lot of mistakes. They're so coordinated with every move. For sure. Yeah. How did y'all feel about the game from the Bucks perspective? Yes. I, I, I think free time is over. <laughs> free, well, free time. Oh, okay. not, obviously it's not, it's not over. It's not over. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm playing. I thought I thought it wasn't. I mean, like Dame didn't shoot super well, but like I let the game like I feel like they played fine. The Pacers just like clutched up and like won the shootout. But I know uh, Mo, you alluded to it a couple hours ago during the Lakers game. There was a report that came out from Chris Haynes that Bobby Portis had, I think the word we used was altercation or confrontment, whatever it was with Adrian Griffin in the locker room after. And I read the article and what happened was Adrian Griffin was like doing his normal coach stuff, like telling the players what we got to do better. And Bobby Rebounds. Portis spoke up and was like, you got to do better too. The offense is unorganized in the fourth quarter. So, I read the article. I didn't really feel like it was anything. Yeah. But I guess that's like fuel to the fire of some people finding a reason to like, you know, have, like, like Donovan said, the season tournament is for narratives. And <laughs> you can easily spin this into a narrative that the oh, Bucks yeah. are in trouble. Exactly. Do y'all feel that way? A narrative that hasn't been pushed, but tonight that motherfucker has been let on fire, <laughs> lit on fire. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. That they're, that like, despite the record, that that I don't think that they are as good as their record indicates. They're 15 and six right now. They're a game behind the Celtics for first place in the East. Yet when you watch them, I just don't think that they are 
at the same point in the race as the Celtics. I don't think that they are at, at a very like solid point in their development. I think that they're still very early and that there's a lot of things that they have to work out. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to take this out. I'm going to run with it. I, like, as, <laughs> okay, listen, listen. I know. I, I listen. Well, so I, it's, it's only, <laughs> it's only been an hour since the game. So I don't have, I, don't, I haven't had enough time to fully run with it. I promise you next week, I got y'all. I, they're it's, fine. It's, it's going to be nasty. Fine. Listen, they're going to fall apart. David, I, I, I believe they are fine, but to the heights that they should be at, they're they're not fine at all. Yeah. A coach's <laughs> job in the NBA is to put your players I mean, that's in the perfect position, the best position to win. And on a consistent basis so far this season, Adrian Griffin appears to not do that whatsoever. Why in the fourth quarter? They lost this game in the fourth quarter, okay? They played okay throughout the first, second, whatever, third quarter. They eliminated that run because Damian Lillard went absolutely berserk and he came back to life or whatever. But if you watch that fourth quarter, you notice a lot of things. Of course, some like rosters, flaws. They need a point of attack defender and and all that other good stuff. But there's things like deeper than that. Why do I see... Guys like Chris Middleton consistently consistently bringing the ball up. Meanwhile, Giannis and Damian Lillard are just lingering on the court and they're playing more of an off-ball role. You know what I'm saying? Why do I see Chris Middleton taking that, taking that type of assertiveness? You know what I'm saying? And that's by design. It's not Chris Middleton just being like, oh, I'm that. that's not him. That's not his play style whatsoever. whatsoever. That's something would- that's by design and that needs to be questioned by Adrian. What were you going to say? I, I will push back on that a little bit just because like one, like if you are, if Giannis is off ball, like that's perfectly fine. He's not, he's not a, a ball handler in that way. Right. So mm. if Giannis is off ball and you want to bring him in, into the action or like pick and roll or do something like that, that's fine. Right. Even, even with Dame, if Dame, if Dame is off ball, if you have Damian Lillard in the corner and you run a pick and roll, even if it's not with Giannis and you run it with Brooke, that spacing is going to let Chris Middleton go. And honestly, I'd much rather. I know Dame is going to get his. I know Giannis is going to get his. I'm, I'd am i actually kind of prefer for Chris Middleton to be aggressive because I know that he's that we're going to need him. Adrian Griffin really only played eight guys today, right? Their rotation is not deep. And so they're going to need Chris Middleton to get into his rhythm a lot. And so him bringing the ball up, I'm cool with that. And even even whenever they had Drew Holiday, he was yeah. he was a, a facilitator for their offense. So this isn't anything. Absolutely, different. yeah, absolutely. My only alarming thing is like now you have there's you have someone you don't have Drew Holiday anymore. You have someone several heights above that. It's the consistency in which Chris Middleton did that, and I'm sure that's not a him thing. That's a coaching thing, you know. Yeah. And seeing how waffly Damian Lillard was off the ball, just not making really any hard cuts or any real movement. And Giannis doing the same thing. That is alarming. Waffly. You know what I'm saying? Another way, another nah, thing his, that's alarming. His vocab seeing, is deep today. Yeah, seeing, that out. <laughs> seeing the deep penetration that Tyrese Halliburton hey, was doing. This is basis to that 2-3 zone. And then Adrian Griffin just being like, yeah, hold on to that. that not it's needed. fucking nuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel so bad for Milwaukee Bucks fans because Adrian right now is running this team as oh, if they have bad. no, as if they're running as if it they into the ground, no tell him talent. <laughs> not running into the ground, but it's like he's not utilizing the talent it's that he has bad. on this team. 
It's bad. Question. Now, question. You know, now listen, question. the only question. reason why they're not that bad no, is because no, Giannis, Giannis and Dame is no, Dame, and, and Dame they're going to produce the their numbers. Question. But question. You're tripping. Giannis and Dame have two of the highest usage rates in the league. It's just hard to get used to playing with each other when you're two alpha alpha guys. And it's not that like Adrian Griffin is just like just fucking twiddling his thumbs. It just takes <laughs> a lot of adjustment from both of them that like you get over time. No, I, I wait, 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 like, Mo, Mo, I, have a, I have a question for you. Mo, I have a question for you. Is Adrian Griffin on David Blatt time? No, nah, I wouldn't <laughs> say David Blatt time because they're not like that's crazy. Is he getting <laughs> out? I would say David Blatt time. He doesn't have LeBron. If he had LeBron in his coach, for sure, he's cooked. You know what I'm saying? But Giannis is not LeBron. He's not that type of personality. That's a big adjustment. I heard, there's an article actually written by the Athletics uh, Bucks reporter today that I read. <laughs> was incredible. I retweeted it. If you guys want to go check it out, I would highly. If you have an athletic subscription, that is, I would highly recommend you go read it. It was an article where they interviewed Giannis, Adrian Griffin, and Damian Lillard and did like a film breakdown of why their pick and rolls haven't been like this unstoppable force that we all thought it would be. And like Dame explains it, like, and Giannis explain it like in incredible detail in that. And they're basically talking about how teams, when Giannis, runs, when Dame runs a pick and roll, it is, they hard double him, throw traps. And then obviously he dumps it down to Giannis, who catches the ball like at the free throw line and immediately has a help defender in his face. And Giannis isn't used to that because previously when he's running pick and rolls, it wasn't with the guard that was getting trapped. So it was more of like a normal coverage. So whenever they do that, Giannis would like catch the ball down low and just like not know what to read because he's never been in those situations in his life. So they realized you got to like do a deeper pick and roll so that Giannis can catch it with more space to operate without the center in his mouth. So, whoa, pause. <laughs> <laughs> but it's stuff like that that, you know, like comes with repetitions of like this knowing where to be on the court just because like. You aren't those type of... That's not the type of usage that Giannis had in previous seasons with the guards that were next to him. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff just needs time. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I, my only also, alarming sh- thing shout is out, the frequency shout, shout of Eric that. Nim. That's the only thing. Like I see, your, I see what you're saying, and that makes so much sense. But even if you're running a different type of pick and roll, why don't you run that more often? Yeah, well, that's because right... That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. It'll come over time, and yeah, yeah, they, they have to figure out a lot of stuff still. And right now, like you guys are saying that right now they're not currently level contender like the Celtics. Undeniable. The if the end of season Bucks are gonna be so much better. End of season Bucks will probably have won this game if they were that good now. Yeah. All I'm saying and, is what's that? <laughs> last thing, Bobby Porters is the wrong person to get into an altercation with. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Nikola Miritich. <laughs> he is texting <laughs> that mini Adrian Griffin right now. <laughs> Tell him whoa, please whoa, make whoa. some changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What do y'all? Okay, so what's your? Let's move on to the next game. What are y'all thoughts concretely about Pelicans versus Lakers? Are you concerned about the Pelicans? Let's start there. Nah. Uh, concerned. Maybe honestly, like maybe long term. Uh, just because I, we've had these questions for a while, and this game isn't like the reason why. Obviously, that I, I would feel this way, but we've had these conversations about the fit between BI and Zion. We've had these conversations about are there too many cooks in the kitchen? Right? How does like Jonas Valanciunas fit into all of this? And they're a very weird team. And I think that a lot of things need to go right for them to reach their full potential. And in the NBA, it's very hard for everything to align at the same time. And so I think that they are they're going to have to make some moves and kind of restructure everything. And really figure out if Zion is the, I mean, obviously he is going to be the person that they choose if it's going to be between him or BI, but they have to figure out what direction they want to go in. Yeah, I'm a, I'm concerned about playoff Zion, what that's going to look like, mm-hmm. specifically with him next to Jonas Valanciunas, because tonight 
we saw the Lakers. We talked about earlier. LeBron was incredibly engaged. That was also defensively. The way they had LeBron guarding Zion, being the main guy, sagging off of him and really forcing him to finish over LeBron with the head of steam, which is not easy to do when your defender's LeBron James, who's also incredibly strong. One of the few guys in the league that Zion isn't faster and stronger than necessarily. Yeah. And they were guarding him one-on-one with LeBron with AD helping, obviously. Jonas Valanciunas in the dunker spot, so AD is close by to help off of him. <laughs> so Zion isolations were just not a thing. Zion got eight shot ups this game. He was six for eight, was wildly efficient like Zion always is. He's Mr. Efficiency Man, but he could not get to his spots and get shots because he had these two big forwards that were down there locking him up with no spacing because he's not playing next to a true spacing big. And Zion isn't an elite passer and he can't really shoot. He can get his little floaters up. Like he did a one mid-range pull-up over LeBron and LeBron just kind of laughed even though Zion made it. It was like, what the fuck was that? It looked awkward. <laughs> but like, that's not his bag. He doesn't feel comfortable doing that. So yeah. I'm a bit concerned on what it's going to look like throughout a whole playoff series if people just do that exact same thing. If you put Aaron Gordon on him and then have Jokic roaming ready to help him, what is he going to do in that situation? Because he's not a player with a ton of counters. I think a counter that Zion has in his game is his passing ability. I would say it tends to be underrated. It's not He's not the best passer in the NBA or, at the, or the best passer at his position. Not one of the 10 or 15, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it still is a strength of his game. But you mask those strengths when you put a bunch of big ass, Jonas Valanciunas in this case, you put a bunch of big <laughs> ass um, trucks in front of him. There are no passing lanes. <laughs> he can't get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere is clogged up. And of course, like Brandon Ingram, he's he's like, I don't know, top 10 in the NBA and drives per game. That's a big part of his game. And of course, Zion, that's all he does. And Jonas Valanciunas naturally is going to feast in the paint. Of course, now he has stretched his game out to the three-point line. And he has been good over the entirety of the season. But I, I overall, I'm going to agree with you. Like, in order for them to make, I don't want to say a playoff run, but be a productive playoff team, make a productive playoff appearance, they're going to have to find some type of big who can shoot that you can put in place of Jonas Valanciunas who's competent enough. Yeah, like, Jonas is a great offensive player. They have Larry Nance when he's healthy that gives him more of a defensive look there and can do a little more mobility from that position, but he's not a shooter either. So the answer, only answer they have on the roster right now is to put Zion at center. And I saw a tweet that said, I have never seen Zion get a defensive stance and get low in his entire career. And I agree. That man is so upright and so straight. gets blown by every time. The first, the second bucket of the game was D'Lo blowing by him in an ISO. Yeah. I was like, yeah, if I know what time I know what time <laughs> yeah. the game is going to be. Feet you can't trying. play Zion at center. <laughs> you can't play him at center. Your defense will be Swiss cheese. So... I say to say, I don't think there's any answers to their biggest problems on their roster right now, which concerns me long term. Kelly Olenek, please come through. <laughs> that'd be dope. That'd be that'd be a good fit. One day. Listen, 44 is just ridiculous. I I listen, <laughs> I, I still just can't can't get over. It. Also, this is very weird because last night the Jazz lost by 50. And there's a lot of these games where people are getting blown <laughs> out. You need to show up. And I I'm just very disappointed. You had five. They gave up. You had five hundred thousand dollars on the line, and you get blown out by forty-four points Bro. as a professional. And there was could have deal with that, Bro. You know he had an interview. Uh, it was a, po- a pregame oh, no, interview a with him and Brandon Ingram. And someone asked Bi, "What are you gonna do? What are you guys gonna do once you get that five hundred k?" And they both had like that close friend, best friend moment where they both looked at each other and just started busted, busted out laughing. And I ain't gonna lie, it's on. We, we we all know what happened over the past few months during the summer. 
nasty man, nasty man, nasty man. <laughs> so <laughs> he was that like some diabolical plan. Role. Yeah, exactly. Listen, he's in Las Vegas. If he would have won, they would have been in Las Vegas with five hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god, he would have blew that bitch in one night. <laughs> so we Devious. got a young fan base. Some of them probably don't understand the implications of what's being said. But just know Zion would have been up to no good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, man. Sorry. Back to basketball. I maybe the Lakers are just a really good matchup for them having LeBron James and AD as your two forward combos. Because again, the whole thing is like LeBron's old, so and so and so and so. When he locks in like tonight, he is still a really good defender. And it reminded me a lot of the 2020 game before the season ended, uh, halfway through, where they played the Bucks. Remember they beat the Bucks and the Clippers in back-to-back games? And Giannis was defended half and half by AD, half and half by LeBron. And they just, like, just punked him. Like, it was just physical. The way that 2020 Lakers team won every game, you know, they were just more physical than you, had a top-tier defense, and just paint-matched the whole game. They did that to the Bucks and defended Giannis the same way they did tonight against Zion and that makes me think maybe this Lakers team has that top gear of defense to get into once we see them get more healthy with their ring rotation I'm mm-hmm. feeling confident in them yeah listen I think that and we can move to the to the final because now the final is the Lakers and the Pacers on on Saturday yes. I'm going with the Lakers I think okay I, I think that I think that Indiana and while they have been like playing fast you see that the way these games are going Towards the towards the end of the game, once the intensity like kicks up, it starts to slow down just a little bit. I think once you get there, it favors it favors a locked in LeBron and a locked in AD, and the the defense and the switchability that the Lakers have to to put on uh, on Indiana, I think they're going to be able to to slow them down enough, get the first in season tournament, add that notch to LeBron's legacy, do all that stuff. <laughs> at the National nice. Brothers Legacy hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to use this against my GOAT argument. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Honestly, if I was to predict who would win between the two, I think I would lean towards the Indiana Pacers. Doesn't matter what type of defense you put on them. Tyrese Halliburton is going to facilitate the fuck out of this game and just figure out a way to win. And honestly, also, I think the Lakers have a hard, a harder time getting up shots getting up those attempts, and I don't know if they'll be able to keep up with such an explosive offense. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't I don't imagine a world in where they're going to necessarily, like, struggle. I don't think it's going to be a blowout for the Lakers, but my prediction is, like, I think the, the Pacers are going to win by, like, 12. Solid 12, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Pace, pace, <laughs> Full-on munch mode. Let's do <laughs> it. You know I who I'm... I literally you know who I'm down. fucking picking to win. <laughs> I literally looked down for two seconds and his outfit changed. Get out of here. Get out of here. Right now. You know who I'm fucking picking to win. Right Much right more. now, the Lakers, the Lakers are our favorites right now to win. To to win the, the in season tournament. For what are the odds? They are three and a half point favorites. Mm, listen. Spend a lot of time start this pod talking about Tyrese Maxi. I mean Tyrese Halliburton is him. Second coming, top three point guard in the league, probably pushing top 10. He is absolutely the superstar level player that you want to see and want to bet on to win an in-season tournament. It doesn't fucking matter. The Lakers are winning by 20. <laughs> All right. Gross. Call it a defense hey, wins yo, games. That's, that's wild. <laughs> that was nuts. What the Do fuck you know what you're doing right now? Hey, that's ridiculous. Know. That's crazy. that was just uncalled for. Hey, Gross. Let's get this move on. Let's get Shaboing to this. Boing. Gross. <laughs> Let's get to this. That's just right. 
Oh, that was God. crazy. Doing wild. I'm about to transition, y'all. Where you're gonna try and Tearless. travel back to yesterday? <laughs> Please. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome to yesterday. Now that we got that in-season tournament stuff out of the way, whatever we said, we don't know yet. It's currently Wednesday. Now we're gonna do the part of the pod that you saw in the title. We're gonna put every NBA contender into a tier list. This is I, I think this is gonna be real fun. This is what we do. We are about tier list is our bread and butter, right? <laughs> I'm very excited to, to get into this because I, I already yeah. know. And listen, I know for a fact, we're not even going to get caught up on who's S tier, right? We're not going to get caught up on who's A tier. We are going to spend a majority of this pod on who is a <laughs> D tier contender versus a C tier contender and two teams that don't even have chances to win an actual NBA it's title. Facts. <laughs> we're gonna debate we're gonna debate the shit out of the new york knicks the orlando magic all these people that have no chance of winning that's gonna be the main thing we're talking you about know what? that's what, what makes us professional tier listers we graduated college <laughs> whole four years to make professional tier list on the app youtube this is gonna be phenomenal Facts. <laughs> <laughs> professional rankers is hilarious that's what we do. Real, real, real discord, real discourse time. Over here. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! This is what real men do. <laughs> but yeah, man, the teams that we picked are essentially the top eight to nine in every conference. We put teams on here, gave them the benefit of the doubt if they're just in the mix and have a, somewhat of a chance. Like I said, the Orlando Magic are on here because they're starting strong. None of us are going to pick them to ever make the finals, but you know they deserve to be in the conversation. So it ranges from teams like that. All the way down to the Warriors around here, even though the 10 seed because of the Warriors. And then obviously the top teams, the Nuggets, Celtics, all that. Where do y'all want to start? Man. Do we want to start with Orlando? I Listen, because it's going to be a two-edged sword because like you just said, we want to give them their props and I want to big them up. But at the same time, let's be real. Like they're just not going to win the <laughs> championship this year. But we should start off. I feel like we should start off talking about them. What's like been making them go. And then you know what we should do actually? Move on. Let's, let's do Orlando first as the first big discussion point. But let's start off by what teams are automatically S tier? It's set the standard first. Okay. I feel that is it. So Nuggets and Celtics are S tier, correct? Yes. Yeah. Nuggets, Celtics. Sure. Is it just them? I would kick in the Bucks because they've been whooping ass as of late. Not in the ways that, you know what I'm saying, we would expect them to whoop ass, but they're still doing so. And they've been looking pretty unstoppable as of late. So I would put them at S because I know at the end okay. of the season they'll be there. But as as of today, we still have to see a little bit more. But I'll defer to you guys. Sounds to me like Magic, I'm sorry. The Bucks are about to be our first big conversation because Donovan, I feel like you disagree. <laughs> I I came into this knowing that this was going to be a talking point. <laughs> yeah. And because obviously like it was one in our power rankings episode. You guys were getting on me talking about, listen, they're with the winning game, doing all this stuff. Like, how do you not have them in your top 10? Da, da, da. I think that they are A tier. Like, that's where I think they are right now. If you, okay. t- if you tell me they are S tier simply because they have this amazing ceiling with Giannis and Dame, I'm cool with that. And if that's where we want to go, I'm okay. But I think that there are a couple things in terms of like the way that they're playing that could put them in a but i can see the argument for s so okay yeah mo is very clearly s tier he's the highest on them out of all three at this point yeah. of the season i think it was the case in the power rankings you're the lowest i'm somewhere in the middle i came into the season probably the highest of us three actually i was like i think they're pretty not pretty easily but they're for me clear-cut favorites 
as they come out of the East before the season started. Mm. Now I'm leaning towards the Celtics. So I'm between y'all. I'll be the tiebreaker. I'll let y'all convince me. Mo, why do you think they should be S tier? Me personally, I'll put them in S tier because over the last few games, I've seen Chris Middleton look a lot more like Chris Middleton. It all started a couple, uh, like a week, a week and a half ago against the Miami Heat. He had like a solid, what, 17 points against them. And then, um, you know, last night we just watched them. Was it last night or was it two nights ago? I don't remember, but um, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, whenever they they played the Knicks, yeah, 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 Tuesday yeah. game, yeah, there we go. On Tuesday night, he had a pretty solid game, put up like what 12, 14 points, good efficiency, and that level of Chris Middleton is just enough for them to become serious contenders. Now, obviously, you know, like the Bucks aren't the Bucks of the old; they have a new play style and. A whole new just prerogative out there on the on the court. They're more <laughs> offensive. <laughs> yeah, they're more offensive <laughs> oriented. And I don't know how I feel about that because like you still have Brooke Lopez who's averaging like basically three box three blocks a game. And he's been fucking fantastic for the start of the season. He was a big concern and now he's he's elite. He's the most elite version of Brooke Lopez role player status. Um so yeah, man, like I love the I love the books and I love, I love the way that they're playing right now. So I have to put him in. 2.8 personal. blocks a game right now for Brooke Lopez. That's insane. That's no, it's that's pretty great. Especially when you think about the fact that they started the season not putting him in a traditional drop coverage that he's been dominant in. They started the season trying to play like the Raptors were last year under Adrian Griffin and playing this really aggressive hedging defense that just didn't work. Then they had the little mini mutiny and we're like, coach, we got to let Brooke do his thing. And yeah, it's worked. But the problem there is that's worked. Brooke is still the, the shot blocking dominant force of the rim he's always been. Their defense is still 21st in the league right now. So I, I'm i leaning towards S2 for what you said. They're a very different team with, to use your vocabulary, we're a different prerogative because <laughs> they're top three in offense, 21st in defense, which is just, you know, the polar opposite of what we've seen from them for recent years. I think when it comes down to it, I'm going to trust that in a playoff series, they can figure out how to have a good enough defense. And we're seeing, that you, you mentioned Chris Middleton in that last game against the Knicks. I was more concerned with the fact that we saw the Giannis and Dame pairing really come alive on offense and look like what you'd want it to look like. Giannis yeah. had 35 and 10, I think uh, 10 assists and eight rebounds or something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. And then Damian Lillard, 28 points, seven assists, was raining from three. Really, that's kind of the story of that game. They made a million threes. It was just a really, they look like the Celtics on their good days where they make 43s a game and you're just getting flooded even though you're playing a good game as the Knicks. It was ridiculous. That gives me encouragement that this team can be really good even with their defensive deficiencies talent-wise. Okay, that's 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 fair. Yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll come back. And here's here's my thing. I it's not that I don't think that they can be S tier, but I think that they should be an A right now because Den, both Denver and Boston are both top five in net rating right now. Like they are mm-hmm. they are more complete on both sides of the ball than Milwaukee is, and I think that in terms of like how their teams are, their systems, they have more continuity than what Milwaukee is and what Milwaukee has right now. Sure. And we're still seeing the Bucks put things together. And so if the playoffs started today, I would feel more comfortable with those two teams fighting for the championship because Milwaukee, and like, listen, like most said, they've been, they've been amazing over, over the last 10 games. They've put a lot of the pieces together and they're starting to look like the team that we thought they were. But like you said, they're still 21st in defense, so there's still a lot that they have to overcome. And so that's why I think right now they're A, and they're yeah. not on that level. 
That's fair. So I guess the question is there is, are y'all, okay, so we need to take a step back. For this tier list, you know, the point is contenders tier list. Mm -hmm. It's not power rankings based on what we've seen so far this season. Are we projecting on who we think has the best chance of winning the finals? Which if we're doing that, that would mean we're projecting to what we think they'll look like at the end of the season. Or are we doing it based on what we've seen this year without projecting? That, that's like really like, important to clarify. I think the tiebreaker has to be projecting. The tiebreaker kind of, it has to be projecting. If we're talking about contenders, we're talking about the NBA championship. That's the last thing that we're going to see. And that's what we're mm. doing all of this for. So I. There we go. The Bucks yeah, are S tier. Sorry, yeah, you said yeah, it. Yeah. The Bucks are S tier. Yeah, we'll put them in S tier. There we there go. There we go. Love to see it. Honestly, I was probably always going to do that anyways, just because I'm dying on this hill. But it had to be fair. <laughs> You ain't alone. I'll die yeah. right with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> dying betting on Giannis and Dame. I'll do it. That's, uh, yeah, I'll, that's I'll stand there. That's fine. There's a lot of things I don't stand 10 toes on. I'll go back and forth based on new information. <laughs> I'm standing with Giannis and Dame. I don't <laughs> okay. care. Okay. <laughs> I'll flip flop on some shit, but not this. Yeah. <laughs> what do y'all want to do with the Timberwolves? Do they deserve S tier based on how dominant they've been? Well, or? okay. You don't have to say that. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> we all want to respect the Timberwolves. We all obviously have been surprised and they they surpassed all of our expectations regardless of how good and how much we wanted to believe in and sleep and Rudy Gobert um you know what I'm saying continuing to uphold the status of being one of the greatest defenders in the pain of all time and all that stuff but facts they're not S tier sadly I don't think anyone would put any Ooh. reasonable money <laughs> to bet on them that they'll win a championship now I, I think A tier may be a real conversation for them but S tier is like Oh, no, they're minimum A. They have yeah. to be A. What we've seen, like, they... How do I phrase this? We were very down on them coming into the year. We've more than admitted we were wrong. We're, I think, all... Uh, I don't know about you, Moa, for what you just said, but all high on them now and realize they're a legitimately great team that mm-hmm. have figured out how to mask most of their deficiencies and have greater strength than they did last year. That, to me, I don't think it's crazy if you put them in S. I think you can easily project a world where their defense maintains in the playoffs... Anthony Edwards continues to be a go-to ball handler that has enough playmaking chops and shot creation chops to survive in a playoff atmosphere. Jaden McDaniels anchors their defense and he wasn't there for the last playoff run. You know, the big man Depp and Nas Reed. I think they have enough pieces, barring Cat doesn't have a meltdown, that they can be an S-tier team. I also don't think it's crazy to put them in A because they still have Cat and they still mm-hmm. have Gobert and we've seen these, these groupings of players not work out in playoff settings before. That's and, and that has been phenomenal this year so far too. Exactly. He has he has been. But the same way that you guys are making the bet for Giannis and Dame on the, on the Bucks and you guys want to do that, I am not going to do that for Cat. I don't think that he <laughs> has I, No, like for real, I don't think that he has earned that type of I'm like I think it's funny. Oh my god. That's actually Dude, you crazy. Watch off. Every fucking episode Siri it's been talks to take that shit off. Episodes. That's actually crazy. So I think it's funny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Throw her across the room. <laughs> no, she's too smart. She's too smart. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't I don't feel comfortable betting on on Cat in a playoff series. And so that's why I don't think that they should be S right now. Alright, well, counterpoint. What's up? Counterpoint, they have enough going for them that it's not really betting on Cat. It's betting on everybody else to Cat can afford to play poorly, I think. They're not so live and die by his shooting performances like they have been in the previous iterations of this team. They have Nas Reed. They have Rudy Gobert. Crazy, crazy depth there. They would never, they wouldn't do this, but like they could close a game without Carl Anthony Towns and be A-OK. As, assuming Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed are healthy like they weren't last year, they aren't live and die by Cat, I don't think. I, I understand that, but when Cat is 
like that that much of like an integral part of, of your team. You still, in terms of winning a championship, you are asking Carl Anthony Towns to be good for two straight months in in the in the playoffs. <laughs> and I don't know if he has that in him. This team hasn't made it out of the, the out of the first round in the last two years. Obviously, different you know different construction each time, and this version looks like the best version of them. But I, the other teams that we've seen, the Celtics have made the finals. The Nuggets have won a championship. And Giannis, Brooke, and Chris Middleton have won a championship as well. They have earned some type of goodwill that the, that the Timberwolves just haven't yet. And so that's, yeah. that's why I don't want to put them in S. That's fair, and we're not, it's not like we're, we're not shitting on them. I make them an A tier contender. It's yeah. not exactly a it's not exactly a slight, you know, for a team that's never been there. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing for me I'll be worried about is I think their defense is going to have them give them a floor that they're going to be incredibly hard to eliminate regardless. But I think when they're matching up, listen, this all comes down to them playing Denver. We all know the conference goes through them. They're going to see them in the conference finals if they can make it that far. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of worries about their half court offense being able to maintain in a playoff setting where. Listen, in the regular season now, Cat's eating. Gobert's figuring it out. He's healthy. They, they know how to play around that. They're a more of a jump-shooting-oriented team, so they don't have the spacing. They can figure those things out. Mm-hmm. Is that going to maintain in a playoff setting against really smart defenses that can game plan for those weaknesses that the two big lineups can bring and really force Cat to beat you? I could see a world where their offense slows down a little bit in the playoff setting. Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm with you. Yeah. Let's go away. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. At the end of the day, I think a lot of this is contingent on how high of a gear can Anthony Edwards kick into once mm-hmm. it's that time. And he's proven to do that last year uh, with important guys like Nas Reed missing, I believe, and also obviously Jaden McDaniels. So regardless of the fact, Dude, he they, is very impressive for them. Yeah, they're honestly, they're 18th in half-court offense, even in the regular season for how good they've been offensively. 13th in offense overall. So... That's not so good. They have to be S tier, I don't think. Yeah, that's fair. They're not. I'm on the same page. <laughs> Where y'all going to Lakers? How do y'all feel? Listen, we just saw came off seeing them. The latest game we saw as the time of recording this, it's not Thursday yet. We haven't seen the semi the semifinals of the in season tournament. We saw the quarterfinals where they beat the Suns, who don't have Bradley Beal, so that's a part of the equation. But the Lakers defense looked really good. LeBron looked incredible. I yeah. I have a good amount of hope for this team. Do y'all? Yeah, I think the Lakers have uh, found their identity prior to the season. They did the most hilarious shit ever and pictured Austin Reeves as the third star. Specific exclusive <laughs> photos of him, AD, and LeBron, next big three, and all this other shit. <laughs> Darvin took put his ass on the bench. And honestly, he's been thriving. Not honestly, he's literally been thriving over there, um, been efficient. And of course, he's been closing out games as he should. We saw he hit a very clutch, timely three to help. Uh, it was one of the very clutch plays along with the referee to help seal the game. And um, along with the referee. <laughs> yeah, like having Osiris scoring punch coming off the bench, along with guys like Max Christie and Cam Reddish, my beloved Cam Reddish. Um, he's been good, man. I like him now. He's a Lakers fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like him. I'm happy that you like him. <laughs> but I don't like yeah. that tone. Fuck out of here. Like <laughs> Sorry, Cam Reddish. It's fuck you now because we don't want to get too much on the ship. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I like the Lakers' newfound identity, but I don't know if they belong at S just yet. 
Something's S missing. Definitely not S. Like. No, 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 definitely not S. They're, they're not. They're not S. They have to be A tier though. They for sure. They can't be B. No, I think no, they, they have to be A tier. If you look at them, they like. If you look at the just like the numbers, their profile kind of like resembles the Timberwolves. They have a very elite defense. Their half court offense is kind of mid, but the difference is you have LeBron James on your team, and he <laughs> yeah. is amazing, and he's he's can't stop, won't stop. And he's gonna he's gonna come out here <laughs> and he's gonna do do what he does. And I don't think there's not like I can't count on one hand the amount of people that I would want in a playoff series more than LeBron or hundred percent. You know, like if it if it comes down to it, like if the Lakers and the Timberwolves played a seven game series today, I would I would pick the Lakers simply because Oof, that'd be hard. It, it would it would be hard, but I don't. Yeah. There's nobody. There's nobody in the league that can still control the game the way the way that, that LeBron can, the way that he's shooting, the efficiency, the efficiency that he has, which we've talked about before, it's off the charts. And so everybody else is just yeah. locking into place. They have to be A tier. And yeah. AD's defense has been this year and last year combined on a whole other level than we saw early in his career. He's always been a great defender, all time level, great defender. And you know how we talk a lot about how he's put a lot of weight on. He doesn't have the fluidity as a ball handler anymore that has kind of made people frustrated with his offensive profile these days. Yeah. yeah. I think it's helped him defensively. He is as dominant as a defender I've ever seen Strong. Yeah. from him, I meant to say, in this, in this season. Like, I feel like I'm watching another Rudy Gobert down there in the paint. Like, he is incredible. So if, if LeBron is still capable of carrying this type of offensive load and being this level of creator with the ball in his hand still... And AD is going to man your defense and just decimate teams' game plans like it did last year against the Grizzlies and Warriors. They're going to be incredibly hard to beat. Yeah, Donovan, let's... you mentioned their uh, their profile similar to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, they're fifth in half fifth in half court defense right now. Even though yeah. all their wings have been hurt all season, they've they've been whole for like two games all year. Yeah, man. Yeah, this, this is what it, they do. They're locked down. And that's Anthony Davis for you. Going back to what you Facts. said with like Anthony Davis changing his body and all his other stuff. There's pros and cons with the evolution that he's made over the years. If you go back and watch his very first game as a Laker, bouncy as hell, quick as hell, super <laughs> agile. He literally looks like a, a real power forward version or center version of Kevin Durant. But now he's more stockier, isn't as quick or anything like that. Of course, age is an injury has to do with that. But now he's not so bully. He's not bullyable at all. And he's actually doing the bullying on a night to night basis. So there's pros and cons with it. And Having all-time great defense, who the hell can complain with that? And the the Lakers are right now like reaping all those benefits. For sure, yeah, they're incredible. I so I I'm willing to go A as well because we're projecting and they're going to keep getting better the more they have continuity. Everything they're doing right now, they're the four seed. They're doing with one of the worst injury lucks in the league so far this season. Actually, mm-hmm. no, they fell to seven seed. Actually, no, my is this new no, no, I think why you're refreshing. I think they're why you guys are refreshing. Okay, they're four. They're four. Thirteen and nine. I have a question for you. What would it take for you guys to eventually move them to S tier? What would you need to I, see? I don't think season? they. I mean, the offense. The offense would have to like jump into yeah. into top ten range, top eight. That like they would have to match that. Uh, a trade. They're not. I don't yeah, see them getting to S tier unless they just like really start clicking, just win a lot of games. Like maybe we're just underestimating them fully healthy. I think they're going to firmly be A tier just for really just because the other teams are so loaded damn it really just comes down to that like you it's you don't not really a slight to them. what the <laughs> <laughs> no, deal's been great the deal's been great yeah we can go eight here at the lakers there's nothing and at all that they can do this season they're capped out at their potentials what you're telling me no i mean again if they go on a 12 game win streak yeah we're gonna move to s but 
I'm not going to assume something like that happens. Mm -hmm. So to me, it would just be more of whatever is working for them now, if it continues to work and we just see them click and gel, like I said, they haven't been healthy. Yeah. If we see that continue, their d defense moves from five in the half court to one, their offense continues to get better. AD's having a, a poor shooting from the field to start to the season. Yeah, mostly true. randomness. That's going to recover if he is even better than he was. Reeves starts to continue to go on an upper trajectory. like Stuff like that where what's working now continues to work even greater. Sure, it can happen, but I, I wouldn't really assume that's going to be the case. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, AD's only shooting 54% on twos right now. That's just uncharacteristically low for someone who's a legitimately great rim finisher. That's going to come up higher as the season goes on. No one pays attention to that. <laughs> oh, no, he's a bum. He doesn't want to bet enough. <laughs> the Shaq discourse. <laughs> Love it. Listen, what team do you want to talk about next? They, they were telling him night one to go get a CDL and to work at Home Depot. Like People, <laughs> people yeah. care about that. <laughs> and when he has a good game, they're like, oh, he should do this every night. I'm not impressed. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, on this, talk about next? I I have to be honest. I I was the mm, one. Okay. I was the one making those CDL tweets. <laughs> no, I'm sure you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the lab on being AI generated, just doing the worst. <laughs> By the way, uh, horrors beyond uh, our comprehension. Leave a follow. Oh, great! There we go. <laughs> leave a follow. Drop a like on the stream if you're still not stream. I'm used to. Oh my god, I'm in stream mode. Drop a like on the episode if you're still here. Subscribe. Do all that. Shout out to Kill. <laughs> Shout out to Nikhil. But while we're on that um point, speaking of the Lakers, let's stay in the Western Conference. I want to ask you guys where you would put the Dallas Mavericks. They've I'm been glad very you brought them up. Yeah. So right now they're 11 and eight, firmly sitting in the sixth seed. They started the season six and zero, oh, and even before then, we came into the season thinking they'd be like maybe six to ten range type player type mm -hmm. team in the mix. They started the season six and oh, looked incredible, and we were all like, all right, maybe this Luca experience with Kyrie and the shooters around him, maybe this is what is working. Now they're back down to earth. How do y'all feel? Because I generally don't know what to think about them. I counted out the Dallas Mavericks from the start of the season or before the season because I just didn't see how they would survive throughout an 82 game year with all these other teams next to them who've gotten exponentially better. And although yes, the Dallas Mavericks did get better, I'm not sliding them. Derek Lively, who would have, who would have seen him having a great rookie season this early, this fast and being a, cons a consistent stable to staple to their offense and also playing pretty good defense too. Grant Williams is the perfect signing for this team, you know, and Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't want to say he's like the leading six man of the year, but he's getting a whole bunch of buckets from the goddamn bench. Average like no, 17, yeah, 16 points or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's great. But with all that being said, there's still massive holes and flaws to this team. And obviously defense is one of them. It's the biggest thing for them. And their offense hasn't been elite enough to carry them through those woes. Like we've seen it carry through hyper offensive teams like the Sacramento Kings in the past or this year's version of the Sacramento Kings, the fucking Indiana Pacers or the Atlanta Hawks, you know, well, they're mid as hell. I don't know why I mentioned the Hawks pain, but you get the point. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're not even get, on this tier list. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I think if we're going to put them, they are either going to be C or B, uh, but they would be like a low B, but I, I would have, yeah. them in, I would have them in probably C just because if you are going to have the 25th defense in the league, you need to have an all-time unit offensively. You need to be leading the league in offense to be able to offset that. And 
there's I mean there's just like better offensive teams than than them and they like most said like they still have holes. I don't think that they are I don't I would not pick them to get to the second round of the of the playoffs. Like we we already in the Western Conference. There's three teams that we have above them and I think that if you're in B or above in my head, those are teams that if they made the conference finals, I wouldn't be like completely shocked. And if the Mavericks yeah. did it, I would be 100% shocked. When we did our first pod after opening night, I remember it was literally after opening night we recorded that night of the pod, so it was like instant reactions. I remember I said that the Dallas Mavericks won that game, but it should be a win that is almost like worrying for fans Mm -hmm. because there was Mm -hmm. a lot of downside that we saw in that game that would just ended up not mattering because they pulled out a win because Carl Anthony Towns had a horrible first game of the season. And then after that, we did the power rankings when they were 6-0. And I was like, all right, well, maybe this team is just going to shoot the shit out of the ball and we're going to have Luka cooking and they're going to win. And it's just, is what it is. It's going to be the best version of that. I feel in between that now. And I was worried about them after night one because this team is kind of like the Warriors in that they're just so fucking unathletic at a lot of positions. <laughs> really? And just don't have any athleticism and punch that can get allow them to get to the rim and just have juice. It's literally how I feel watching the Warriors. I think they're up there with Warriors in the terms of a uh, lowest rim volume as a team. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that right now. But it's like they're so jump shot reliant. And a lot of those wing players just haven't been particularly impressive. Seth Curry hasn't been great. Um, what's his name? Josh Green yeah. hasn't been particularly good either. And he's he out for two weeks now. Season. Exactly. And uh, Maxi Kleba has only played a couple games. And he's a big part of their big man rotation. It's just like if you're going to be so perimeter oriented, you got to be knocking the shots down like the Kings did last year. And if that's not going to be the case, they're going to have to make a move at some point to get more room pressure and have more juice. Like I said that night, they need their own version of Aaron Gordon, just that four man who can give them athleticism and punch down low. This team sorely lacks that. Yeah, yeah man. I have. They're 29th in rim volume. <laughs> literally, I pulled that out of my ass. They're literally the only team ahead of the Warriors. I didn't even know that. <laughs> that is the case. No, you didn't pull out your chest. <laughs> you were in your bag. You got this statistics in your veins. I, I test. It. The <laughs> I test. The I test new. Can, can you pull something up? What's their... Obviously, it's it's going to be back if they have the 25th defense. What's their rim defense looking like right now? I got you. They are, in terms of frequency, 14th. So, in terms of how much they let people get there, not too bad. But they're 29th in rim accuracy allowed. Yeah, so, hmm. listen... Y- you can't score at the rim and you let other people score at the rim. That is, that's a recipe for a lot of losses. And so like, if, you're, if we're talking to be, if we're talking about being a serious contender, a serious basketball team, that's the, you know, that's the number one way to not be one. And so like, 100%. they're, they're yeah. lucky, they're lucky that they have an all NBA MVP candidate like Luca to keep them afloat and mask a whole bunch of stuff. But that's just, that's just not sustainable. And they're probably going to be in the play-in at this point. So what, C? Yeah, I mean, maybe. So I, this is where I'm conflicted. They deserve C. The, on paper, right now, they're a C team in terms of contenders, mm-hmm. which means they're probably a B team overall. Mm-hmm. But do you want to bet against Luca in the playoff setting? See, that's the main thing. At the same time, I think Luca can only take you so far. But I see him. But I've seen him at the same time take him so far. But then, like, we're projecting. I sit down. Keep that in mind. Yeah, we're projecting. But then I sit down and look at the rest of the team, and I see. Like, I mentioned Grant Williams, who's been good overall for the entirety of the season. But as of late, he's been struggling with his shot. And then I see him get cooked by smaller guards all the time. So it's like, ugh. So <laughs> he's I'm Grant like, Williams. Bruh. You know, he's, I know. He's he can Grant only Williams do so much. Yeah, he's cool. So it's like, I want to. I might want to put them in C. Because I know this what team it also, is. They also I, have a move in them. 
they're going to be a buyer, a player at the trade deadline. I'm comfortable putting them in B, but I'm not mad if you want to be conservative and go C. When if they're they, a buyer, I'm done. Yes. When they, listen, when they make the move, we can revisit that. But as of right now, <laughs> I think they are C. <sighs> Never right, mind. See, they got Luca. I'm sorry. B. Please, please, no, B. No, 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 no. They got no, Luca. Listen, they got Luca. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, we'll revisit. We can come back and lower them depending on no, the No, 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 no. We're standing on this right now. A bet on <laughs> listen, a bet on this, like you just said, is not it's not just a bet on Luca. It's a bet on Josh Green. It's a bet on Maxi Kleber. It's a bet on Grant Williams to get you to the upper tiers of championship contenders. It's just B, it's not A. <laughs> let's not do this. Let's not. Let's <laughs> let's have them in C. Mo, I'm with you. Let's go B. But I'm comfortable. Once, I swear, y'all teams, do this just to spite me, just to upset I'm not, me, dude, <laughs> dude, dude. The Magic are on this list. The Pelicans are on this list. The Pacers are on this list. There's so many teams that have a wide variety of unseriousness in terms of contending titles and contending chances. There's gonna be teams that you're gonna be like, oh, I believe more in Luca than I do in you guys have a meeting pre-show just to say like, how can we mess with Donovan? How can we upset him today? And this is just another case. I see how it is. Okay. No, man. You know me be best, for now. Well, I'm not going to be shocked if I end up on your side. <laughs> yeah. I got weak knees. I don't stand on shit. I flip-flop every other day like a goddamn pancake. All right? I am not standing on shit. Please, let this be known. All right. All right. The polar opposite of Donovan's mindset. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> all right okay so let's contrast this with a team that i feel like is similar where do you want to put the knicks Mm, i think they're a solid c to be honest with you and this is why i are they donovan before we even get to this do you believe in the knicks or the mavericks more to win a title Hmm. think Um, about that i'm not asking who would win in a series who has a better chance of winning four series this is stand on it or what donovan well listen one this this has nothing to do with the tiers. They can both be in, in the same tier, but I think that for sure I would I would take Dallas just because they have Luca and you have that high end talent and mm-hmm. um and I I trust him to be able to to raise the Mavericks to a floor that is that only a handful of people can can do. And even though that Brunson is fantastic, he's great. He's not Luca, obviously. So yeah. I would I think I, I would I think I would I would take the take the Mavericks this I don't I don't believe in Julius Randle in the playoff setting right now so that's also that's, <laughs> all, that's, all, that's also yeah that's also what it is like your your top players the Mavericks have it and then also when you go to the second players I would also trust Kyrie in a playoff setting more than Julius Randle and so there's there's that aspect so but I do we think, didn't even mention Kyrie I trust Kyrie too exactly but of I course. would have the I would have them in the same tier and I would have them in C See that just you just explained why they shouldn't be in the same tier, in my opinion. But I feel I feel the same way, but differently. You said you trust Luca to give them a floor. I feel like all this only matters if we see these teams click to a, the point that they like you know that they we think they can mm-hmm. if things go well for these teams and we see them be an actualized version of themselves come playoff time. And that's gonna be the case for both teams. They're both standard to expectations. I think Luca and Kyrie to some degree give them a ceiling that you can reach. With to win a title, you need two, one superstar at least, maybe two, to go fucking nuts and give you an all-time level run. We saw it with Jokic last year. We saw it with Giannis when he won a title. You need that level of high-end talent to go crazy. And the Knicks could, you could argue, from one through ten, are a better team than the Mavs in totality. Maybe they could win in a series against the Mavs, but they just don't have that high-end talent that can give them that reach to a fourth playoff series win. And that to me makes them clearly in a different tier. Well, I don't think the Mavs have that though. 
I think that both they do. Of, though. We'll look at like no, I don't. I listen. There is absolutely no <laughs> universe <laughs> where the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks win a championship, right? I think that I probably <laughs> agree, but it's more likely than the Knicks. I again, yes, I agree, more likely. But what we're talking about here is tiers and levels of stuff, and so I think that the. I think that the ceiling for both of these teams, if everything goes right and everybody's going crazy, is a conference championship appearance. I think that that's kind of fair, right? I can the, agree with that. The, the Knicks, listen, the Knicks defense and the fact that they are one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league and that they can create so many, so many um, second chance points, that, right, that in itself also gives them a floor offensively and in a playoff series that, like, you can get a couple mm. games. And if Julius Randle just isn't two for 14, and I understand that that's a, a terrible bet, but you look at that game six <laughs> with the Knicks and the Heat last year where Jalen scores 41 and everybody else is going three for 14, RJ's going, you know, two for whatever, Grimes can't shoot, nobody can shoot. If you have one other person to do that on top of the offensive rebounding that Robinson and Hartenstein provide, you can, you can get to the third round. If everything clicks. And yeah. I, I think it sounds that like you agree the Knicks are C tier, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's about the Mavs. Mo, are you with us, C tier Knicks? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think that's perfect. <laughs> I think that's a perfect range for the Knicks. Now, a report came out a couple hours ago today by either Wold or Sam's, one of the big two. And it was noted that all the oh, big the two are nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was noted that the Knicks were in the market or they're going to be in the market the second <laughs> that a major superstar tries to request is is out there to request a trade and obviously i think if that happens i don't know who in particular would like help raise that ceiling if they land a zach Levine though or something like that i'm gonna be more compelled to put them somewhere in a b or if they land anything else i don't even know you know what i'm saying i, I, I might I be compelled to put them in b i don't know about zach Levine specifically but that report was fucking hysterical that was shams on fanduel tv all he said was the knicks have their eyes on adding a superstar yeah <laughs> fucking obviously they do the New York Knicks they have been for a decade yeah. doesn't change anything substantial with any with the way anybody should view this team yeah exactly but yeah, I will say if yeah, they do add another piece considering how good their defense is and rebounding like and how scrappy they defense. are yeah but that still is like the best part well in my mind that's what makes the knicks the knicks the scrappiness and i know as season as the season goes on that should take up just a little bit and so i'll be more compelled to put them at b but for now they're solid c okay what do you want to do with the 76ers oh man i'll go first they're at least a I could be convinced of them being S tier. I truly believe. Oh them. man, no, I believe no, no, in the S tier. You can no, 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 my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I forgot we are firmly in. I almost let myself be convinced by regular season Joel Embiid again. That's why we're I here forgot. To keep you we are Thank firmly you. in the stance of Big Harden is not going to work in the playoffs until he does. So never mind, he can't be S tier. But I think put Big Harden aside, put Joel Embiid's resume of being hurt every playoff run aside. I think what Nick Nurse has done with his team and how he's maximized Joel Embiid's passing, how he's brought Tyrese Maxey to stardom, I think that has to be A tier. That is the way to start this conversation. Start it with Nick Nurse first. <laughs> Joel Embiid, he's yeah. having great, arguably, uh, probably having a better season so far than his MVP season, which is absolutely yeah. nuts to say. But whenever you talk about Joel Embiid, 
there was a sour taste on the tip of my tongue and I can't get away. I can't talk of <laughs> talk about him in a bright manner without remembering what he did just five months ago, six, seven months ago or whatever, you know, but yeah, the 76ers have had something that they haven't had in a couple of years since I would say the Jimmy Butler era of the Sixers, which is they have a lot of big wings. They have better shooting. Tobias Harris is playing some of the best basketball in his career in a weird way. And then also Tyrese Maxey might just be the best guard outside of Jimmy Butler that that um Joel Embiid has ever played with. So yeah. there's a lot going their way. I also think, listen, we when we talk about this, let's, let's, let's explain to people that are new listeners. I mentioned how we write off Joel Embiid in the playoffs. I say that because we've had a lot of discussion about, I think it's mostly been me slandering him a little bit and being like, I'm done believing in Joel Embiid in the playoffs until he gives me a reason to. Because every year, for some reason or the other, he has a playoff meltdown. I called him Big Harden because it's similar to James Harden, where every regular season in his prime, he was top three player in the league. Playoffs come around, shooting percentage drops by 10% across the board. Joel Embiid's been on the same type of shit, and it's been because, one, he's hurt every year, and two, he just malfunctions and the offense falls apart, and he makes bad decisions, shoots poorly from the field, all this. I do think part of that is because he was handcuffed by having Doc Rivers is his incompetent ass as his coach. And now with Nick Nurse, so I minus 10 attributes think, across the board, you're right. <laughs> exactly. So now that he has a real coach who's legitimately one of the smartest X's and those guys in the leagues and knows how clearly how to maximize him in the regular season, I have some faith that he'll know how to, you know, prevent him from falling into those characteristics that have hurt him in the playoffs. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Do it in the playoffs then. Like I just, I just <laughs> that every everything that you guys are saying is completely true. I just could not care less about <laughs> what you're doing right now because you have listen, you have not shown yourself to be a respectable individual the moment April Fools hits the calendar. And so for somebody who his free throws drop in the uh, in the playoffs his his field goal percentage drops. I think, and I don't know if Nikhil can find it off top, but there was a tweet that we showed whenever the Sixers flamed out again in the playoffs. We were saying that Embiid is literally the biggest playoff dropper in NBA history hmm. in terms of yeah. regular season points per game to playoff points per game. I need to know whether or not truly this is Doc Rivers or or Nick Nurse. And I just can't determine that until April comes around. So I'm sorry, like what you're doing is admirable. Shout out to you, but you have to prove it. You have allegations against you that you are big hearted. <laughs> yeah. F fix it, figure it out. So I'm going A tier. Something that I will say. Yeah, I agree. I want to put them at A tier comfortably. Before Lit. the season, we all thought they weren't going to be even in this range. We all thought they were going to comfortably <laughs> be a four, five, six seed yeah. in the Eastern Conference, simply based on the powers of Joel Embiid and his regular season abilities. But um, having all this depth moves me, and also having Nick Nurse moves me well, moves me as well. And Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. You can only disrespect him to a certain degree. So I think they firmly are. An <laughs> and that degree team. is a lot. <laughs> we, can <disrespect, laughs> we can disrespect him a lot. But I'm, be, I'm being tamed right say, now. Though, real quick, before we turn the page, <laughs> is Kelly Oubre supposed to return in a few games from now? I believe. Mm -hmm. And if he, I don't. Kelly Oubre has been known to be a wildly inconsistent player throughout his entire NBA career and every single organization he's been in. So, but if they can get that version of Kelly Oubre that they had prior to, you know, him getting hit by a car or whatever, um, I think that, you know, 
Nah, I'm this, staying at A tier. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. You I see this tweet? <laughs> you see the tweet Nikhil just pulled up? This is despicable stuff. This yeah. is despicable stuff. For the audio listeners, the tweet says Joel Embiid averaged 33.1 points per game in the regular season and 23.7 points per game in the playoffs. That drop off of minus 9.4 is the largest by that year's MVP in NBA history. We've, we've never seen anybody fold the way that he did last year. It's never yep. been done. So you are in A tier. You should be lucky that we even considering <laughs> considering you in the upper echelon of contenders this year. Go, right, go do something about We can put him in A tier. We can put him in A tier. But I, I'm more moved by this Sixers team than I have been by a Sixers team in quite a while. So... I when the playoffs come around and we're predicting series, predicting runs, I will be predicting the Sixers to win a lot of matchups. I'll say that. Nope. You know, <laughs> I don't know if the I don't know about the Bucks. I don't know if the Bucks are going to be one of those or not. But it's going to be a conversation for me. Do you know who we need to have a conversation about next in a team that's just been like so up and down? And I want to believe in them so much, but I just can't fully buy into them just yet. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Guess. Sorry. I knew you were going to say the cast. I was yeah. about to say that. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I agree. I agree. Tell me why. Tell me your worries about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, earlier in the season, we all noticed, Isaac, you pulled up huge red flags of, you know, their defense, I believe, not being as on par. But we also noticed, like, yo, Jared Allen has been in and out of the lineup. And also, same thing applies to Darius Garland and Max Struess, the new addition, who's fit like a glove pretty much. Um, but so far this season, same thing applies. And I'm starting to have questions about their coach, JB Bickerstaff, because I always see him. He's like running this team right now as if they're in like playoff mode and through all these injuries, it doesn't matter what it is. He's still playing eight players on the team. You know what I'm saying? Only three is players. Really? I didn't know. I hadn't noticed Only that. three players on that bench are getting some burn, you know? So it's like, I don't know how to feel about the scene at all. <sighs> Uh, their structure is still very appealing, but I just don't know what to think about them. And then Darius going uh, turnovers, so it's like, yeah, I think at least last year historically, I feel like I've probably been the highest in this team out of us three. Yes. Uh, no longer is the case. I might be the lowest out of us three. I'm having serious worries about this team. You mentioned JB Bickerstaff. I'm leaning towards it being a coaching issue too. When I watch this team, okay, let me rewind. When I was high on this team to start last year, it was because I viewed them as having potentially the most talented defensive front court in the league and the most talented, one of the most talented offensive backcourts in the league. That is like, you know, just a an intriguing combination of talent that you don't often see. Like to have those four players in those four positions, like that's just a unique combination of talent that you could see if it's maximized, them being really hard to beat. I don't feel confident about either of those pairings anymore. Hmm. We saw in the playoffs last year that Evan Mobley's lack of three-point shot really hurt them. Their spacing was horrendous. You play a team like the Knicks who are just going to make your life hell, be bullies, make the game into junk. It's hard to win with that type of spacing. I still feel that way. Last year, it was okay because they had the number one defense for a lot of the year, and Evan Mobley was a DPOY candidate next to Jared Allen, who was also incredible. Evan Mobley hasn't lost a step. He's still that. But their defense is only eighth right now. Again, we mentioned there's a lot of injuries, but it's not as great. There's a big difference between the best defense in the league and a top 10 defense. That's not the same level of strength as it is before. Their offense is 23rd. And I don't feel confident that with this coaching staff and how they're being utilized, that the D. Mitch and Garland pairing will ever really work. They just, they don't, it's almost like 
Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum time where they just no. don't really complement each other. You know what? I, I to, I'm going to take it a step even further than that. They feel like a suited up version of like the 2016, 2017, 2018, whatever version you want to use of the Portland Trailblazers with CJ McCollum and Daniel <laughs> Lillard. That's what it is. Yeah, not even though, because CJ McCollum was offensively at least really good at playing off ball and finding ways to cook off of screens and everything and let Dame do his thing. He didn't. He was able to get his without detracting from Dame at all. And it just feels like neither one of them are particularly great at those things. They can both shoot catch and shoot jumpers. So when the other guy's doing his thing, they can like not like hurt you on the court. But they're not helping each other at all. Like they both kind of want to do the same things and take turns. And while they don't prevent each other from doing their thing, they're not magnifying each other's talents at all. Listen, man. If it ain't if it ain't one thing, it's another. And with the <laughs> with the with the Cavs, like I was. Honestly, Isaac, I think I was with you in terms of like the potential that I saw for the Cavs um, last year. I thought that they low key could have been like the one seed this year, just beca- yeah. before before you know some of the trades. But I thought that what Max Struess was going to bring to them and their offense was going to unlock um, what what they do offensively. It was going to spread them out, and they were going to be able to combine that elite defense that we were talking about with an elite offense. And it's so weird. And that's that's the word that, like, when I watch the Cavs, that's the weird, that's the word that just comes to mind the whole time. It's like, what's happening? Because Max Struess has been fantastic. And he's been everything that mm-hmm. I thought that he should be for this Cavs team. But it hasn't taken that next step, right? And, I, yeah. the, you know, the the pairing, like you said, just isn't isn't working. And something's just off. And so I think... And I hope you guys feel the same way. I would have them as a D-tier contender. Damn, D-tier is kind of crazy. I wouldn't go that far because I think coaching needs to be under a serious microscope before you um, address them and, you know what I'm saying, stare at their structure and be like, no, this is D-tier. I wouldn't put it. I won't go that far. I just think that they're having, like, you know what I'm saying, mainly coaching issues as of now. You know, I'm on the... I'm I'm, I'm gonna push back on that just real quick because would you guys both I just said back both of y'all said that they actually have like roster construction issues in terms of the Garland Mitchell pairing and then with Mobley's inability to space the floor and him and Allen in a playoff setting we've already seen that been a a downfall of that team so if you have four out of the five um, players in the starting lineup not necessarily fitting perfectly together and then you have the coach who now we're starting to look at and saying, is is this a coaching thing? Where are you finding the no. like like where are you finding it to where you say, oh no, like but I still think that they can be one of you know like an actual contender. It's I don't think it's a matter me. of it's it's not that these uh, players you said it's a roster construction issue. It it's not that it's a how they're deployed issue. I think I think. Off, I feel like Jimmy Bickerstaff has a pretty hands-off approach offensively. They're a high pick-and-roll team. They let Garland and Donovan Mitchell do their thing in a very free-flowing way. Like They they both spam pick-and-rolls. That's kind of their offense. I think it's a way of deploying them as the issue, not necessarily... There's not. It's not like they can't fit together. I don't think that's the issue. There's not like there's no world where any adjustments can be made and mm-hmm. there's not going to work regardless. That's not how I feel. It's the way they're currently being deployed that I feel like it's not working and we have to look in the mirror. That can change if... No schematic change, so I still believe that can be the case. We've seen them click before. They were a high seed last year. Like we've seen them be a good team. They haven't injured, like we said. You said Max Schrute has brought them everything that we hoped he would, and they still haven't been that good. That screams to me that once everything else regularizes or 
normalizes. That's, that's the word. I made a word right there. <laughs> Once that normalizes and you have Max Struess in the mix, that gives them a ceiling of being a legitimately really good team. In the playoffs come around, you can bench Jared Allen, close games at Evan Mobley at center, and kind of negate some of those uh, scoring issues. Yeah. I think that's enough that, like, they're not going to be this bad. They're going to turn it around. They're yeah. not going to finish the season as the eight seed, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I'm personally, I feel like deep down there are roster construction issues, but I don't think any of these issues should be a reason why they're like nine and 10 or 10 and 10 or whatever it might be. They just beat their Orlando Magic, you know? But for now, when it comes to these early stages of a team finding themselves into contention, they, yeah, you're right. I believe they, they need to look in the mirror, whatever's going on. I don't know what's going on in their locker room or whatever coach JV Bickerstaff is cooking, but I can tell that he's probably not cooking shit as of now. I just hopped on the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers Reddit, and the first things that I see is fire JB, fire JB, fire JB. These fans are so <laughs> deep in the pits of hell. Click on the Reddit post. Someone says, trading away Lamar Stevens was a mistake. We underestimate <laughs> a good... <laughs> Locker room presence. Lamar Stevens. You wasn't there. He sounds he sounds like a GTA character, man. All right. Someone named Lamar. I he was a great player last season. He was a menace on the defensive end. And at times you couldn't play Isaac Okoro like that. He was a great socket, but he is not the reason why your team is underachieving on all levels. <laughs> I'm looking at their uh tracking stats and their play types. They're third in the NBA on possessions that end with a shot or assist taken from a pick and roll ball handler. Third in the NBA, but they only they're only 55th percentile in terms of efficiency on those shots. So that just seems to me that their offense is very heavy, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland oriented. Neither one, it's not working at the current moment as well. Darius Garland has had a ridiculous amount of turnovers to start the year. Hasn't been as efficient as we've seen him do in the past. Donald Mitchell's been Donald Mitchell. He's still good, obviously, but it has been clicking like it was early last season when we were like, holy shit, this guy's playing like the best guard in the league. He made all NBA team because of it. See, that is going to turn around. I have faith that they're going to at least figure that part out and they're both going to be able to get theirs. And that simple improvement of just, let me say the right word this time, normalization <laughs> to the mean, yeah. that's going to lift them back up to being like the fourth, fifth seed, whatever. I agree. I 110% agree. But where I go back to, they kind of remind me of the Portland Trailblazers E is because of how the ceiling of their offense and how they're going to dominate. And I would like their offense to dominate in more ways than simply just spamming pick and rolls. And that all comes back to like the development and growth of Evan Mobley. And I don't know if he's going to develop and grow to what I envision him or what everybody else envisions the perfect version of Evan Mobley being, you know what I'm saying? And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But Cavs, Cavs will be fine overall. I think right now they deserve to be firmly see. I don't. Yeah, let's go see. Last point. Last point. Last point for for why they should be in D is I think that they should actually be concerned about their playoff lives right now. Listen, it's still early, but Orlando's here and Indiana is also here, and they can make any night and any game a very tough one. And so when you talk about those two kind of quote unquote surprise teams on top of the three teams that um, that we have in S and A tier and then even the even the Knicks doing doing something, we're looking at them and we haven't even talked about the heat. There's a very real possibility that the Cavs stay in the eight seed, that they stay in the seven seed and that they're a playing team and their playoff hopes end before they even start. And so I'd. I don't know. I I would I would have them in, in D. 
Man, that'll that that'll this is another one. Ass. Let, let's let's put them see. It's, an, it's another projection. The best the best argument there is because they're gonna be they're gonna be a playing team. Looking at it now, they're probably gonna be seven seed. Yeah. They're not gonna beat one of the top two seeds. So that makes it hard for them to be a good contender if they can't get past the first round. And if they're in the seventh seed for the first round, I can promise you they're not beating the Celtics or Bucks. So there's that. Well, let's revisit them because you can convince me to knock them down once we see the rest of the lay- layout of this tier list. Bye. Listen, we're mm-hmm. we're an hour in. We still got like 17s. We got we got to <laughs> start rolling. We are yapping. <laughs> Holy shit, bro! <laughs> I forget that there's a camera in my face. Hey, ground eaters. That's <laughs> what we do. Let's uh, okay. Let's get some of the easy ones out of the way so we can narrow this down. Clippers. We've talked at length about the Clippers, and I'm kind of fucking sick of it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk. Ass F D next. Orlando Magic. Let's be real. <laughs> Orlando, okay, yeah, so let's put the Clippers in F just because we're not talking about them. They're so garbage and just, like, they came back and beat the Warriors, so we'll give them credit there. That's because the Warriors are equally fucking unserious. It was <laughs> an unserious off. They played a home-and-home. Home. Just unserious two off. incredibly unserious teams going back and forth, just it's taking terrible. turns, embarrassing themselves. I, let's talk about the Warriors. We talked about them at length, too. I'm fucking sick of talking about their trash-ass team that can't get to the rim, can't defend the rim, can't push the pace, can't do anything. <laughs> I'm putting them in D. <laughs> Their DTR is fucked to me right now. Oh my god, that's funny as fuck, man. Oh man, yeah, yeah, they can't I, uh, do anything well. We'll, well. we'll put them. Listen, they should be F, but we love Steph Curry, so they're in D tier. Yeah, listen, they're in D tier because they won so many chips together. The nucleus is intact. You can't write them off completely. They have some form of Miami Heat voodoo black magic. Don't they can't be higher than D, despite that. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> pain. They're coasting out the power of friendship, <laughs> like a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and that friendship is fractured because Clay Thompson sucks and Draymond Green can't stop hurting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give Moses I don't even more <laughs> minutes. Please. Please. But yeah, if, if you want to see us talk about these two teams, watch the last few episodes. Uh, the last episode actually was about teams that should panic. We talked at length about both of these teams, especially the Warriors. Go watch that episode if we'll hear more about it. But we're, at least, I speak for myself, done believing in the Warriors. I have same to here. be along same that same, same page, same too. Here. I'm done believing that they have title chances. I used to think that, but not anymore. Can't be. Yeah, they're, they're cooked. Rapid fire. Who else is rapid fire in here? Uh, the Suns. Are, I feel like they're A, right? Um, Gosh, Kevin Durant's playing at a lead yeah, level. And so we'll, we'll, put, we'll put him in it. We'll part. put him in it. If the Lakers are A, the Suns have to be A for similar reasons. They have that top-tier talent. They're incredible. Yeah. If everything clicks the way you want it to, they're going to be incredible. Yeah, we'll do Yeah, that. for sure. Even without Devin, I mean, even without Bradley Beal, like if he never even just plays for the rest of the season and just has old man back or whatever, I'd still put them at A because KD and D book just like that. And I don't want to say it, but Grayson Allen is hooping. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. Devin Booker played like absolute piss in the in-season he tournament did. game against the Lakers. He had like seven turnovers. He was like two for 17. <laughs> that, it wasn't actually that, but it was something horrible. I can't remember. That's uncharacteristic of what we've seen from Devin Booker. Over the previous two seasons, I was listening to Zach Lowe and J.J. Reddick's podcast together. J.J. Reddick pulled out the record. I forgot what it was, but when Kevin Durant and Booker are together in the regular season, they're like 17-2. and I think it was 15-2. and two. I think it was 15-2. Yeah, 15-2. and two. Yeah. They're going to be fantastic if Devin Booker can stay healthy. If yeah. Bradley Beal comes back, that's when we're looking at them pushing into S tier and maybe being a tier one contender if things go well. They just like the Lakers, they deserve A tier for benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I love it, man. All right, who's next? What do you rapid fire? Who else can be in the rapid fire round? 
Uh, no, I guess I guess that that is a rapid fire. I think the rest of these teams we need to talk about. Well, no, 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 no. Last one, last one for rapid fire is the listen. The the Magic are not going to win a championship. Yeah, that should be rapid fire. That's yeah. Rapid fire. The or, or but they've been good. They're, they're, they're good. They're good, but they're they're not going to win a chip. And we know that. Like, what's yeah, best okay, case scenario yeah. for the Magic? You're right. Go D. Go D. Yeah, yeah they're uh, going on there. They finally found themselves as an organization. And I think they're on the exact same tier and par of like, okay, now y'all want some shit of like, well, I wouldn't even compare them to any of the teams that we have list to put on this tier list. But so they're like a tier above uh, under those teams. But they're just now finding themselves. They're exciting. They're the new like there's one of the most fun scenes to watch, in my opinion, in the entire NBA. But with all that being said, this team has like still major issues. We all know this. I said it like four or five, six months ago, whatever. They need shooters. Um, they've been thriving without Marco Fultz. The elephant in the room is bigger than ever right now. They need to trade it ass for some type of shooter in order to reach that next step in evolution as a rebuilding team. So. Do you think we just they're, give them C just because they're the three seed? Like, is it disrespectful to put them D? Just like they've, they've no. been legitimately good. And it's not it's not Mickey Mouse neither. Like, they legitimately have a great defense and two, two I'll say star wings, quote say unquote. It. You know, maybe they're not all star. Say it. Yeah, let's call them star wings. Maybe they're not all stars this year, but they're clearly on that path to being a legitimate star wing combo. It's Boston Celtics light. They have two star wings and a great defensive, you know, foundation around them. Like you said, they need the shooting to be able to really maximize the offense around those two guys. But they're a good team. It's it's not fake. I know right. that. We are all in agreement that they're a good team. And we all <laughs> like we all like the magic. Let's be uh, real. For two seconds, yeah. they're not winning a you're chip. Right. You're, not, you're, Bro, right. you're right. Okay, 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 okay. Listen okay, to okay. this. Listen to this. In the year 2023, guess how many threes they hit against the Cleveland Cavaliers? <laughs> Six. Five. Donovan? Two! Motherfucking two. <laughs> Nobody could hit shit. Nobody. How many did they take? How many did they take? 23. Only 23. <laughs> so it's like this team is in they hell shot when it comes 10%? to shooting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, this is ridiculous. They're the 2018 Western Conference Finals Rockets. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Like that, that's that's why they deserve to be D for now. That's <laughs> okay. Right. the conversation. I just... I just feel like if I, was, if I was a Magic fan and I saw the way they've been playing and I saw the way the Cavs have been playing and I saw my mm. team in a tier below them, I'd fucking rip my hair out. <laughs> yeah. So like, condolences to Magic's fans. You're right. They deserve to be higher. But we're projecting and we're talking about when the conference finals come around, when the uh, second round comes around, which teams do we actually think are going to be projected to win these series? And shout out your good season. The Magic just aren't going to be winning against these other top tier teams. Magic yeah. fans, I'm with you though. Like, I think you guys should be in the same tier as the, as the Cavs. So don't, don't get mad at me. <laughs> It's not my fault. <laughs> not my fault. Listen, we're doing that. I love the magic, but I can be I'm convinced. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I can't. Next? Be we'll I'm being real. Who's next? Okay, that is a rapid fire round. Let's talk about these teams. Where are we putting the OKC Thunder? B tier. Oh man. So they either deserve to be in B or A. They're the two seed, thirteen and six. So I they're think, legitimately really good. Yes, I think they should be in B tier. Uh, okay. Well, yes, I think so. It's obviously between B and A. They're not B and C. Why do you yeah, think B instead of A? I think that one, with all the teams, right? The same reason that we talked about, like Luca and being able to like have a star player that can raise the floor. Like Shea is, Shea's fantastic, right? We you said it on the on the stream the other day. He walks out of bed and scores thirty, right? And it's and it's great. The main thing that they were missing last year 
was room protection and an actual center. And then all of a sudden, Chet Holmgren is like, yeah, Spons I'm in. like, <laughs> Good I'm God, actually, man. I'm actually back and I'm going to be fantastic at defending the room and I'm going to be able to space the floor and I'm going to be able to, to create a little bit. They have a lot of, um, they have a lot of, uh, ball handlers and playmakers and the shooting from last season to this season in terms of who's around Shea and the ball handlers, that's also stepped up with Case and Wallace, with Isaiah Joe, like they have guys who can space the floor for guys to get to the rim. Their defense is also fantastic. They were, I think they were 13th. They were either 13th or top 10 last year in in uh, in defense. That has remained the same. And so I think when you have a star guard who can score 30 and 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 a top 10 defense, that puts you in a in a tier that is towards the top of the league. I'm not gonna lie to you. If they were gonna play against the Timberwolves right now in a playoff series, I think I'd pick OKC. Hmm. Really. Do you realize wow. they're a top five offense and a top five defense? Yeah, that's every hard. time that's, that's ever happened. That team has been a legitimate contender. I don't give a shit that they're young. I don't care at all that their oldest player is 25 and has never had a deep playoff run. They are legitimately extremely good, and their title window is open. I know their GM started the season was like, "Oh, let's take it slow. We're not a contender yet. We're still finding out what we are. We have found out what they are, and that is a legitimately great team." You said Chet Holmgren came in and gave them exactly what they needed. He gave them way more than they could have ever hoped from him in his rookie season. Already a top 10 center. Shea is a top 10 player in the league, at minimum top 12. One of the best guards, go-to scorer. Better than Anthony Edwards, I think. So if we're going to give the Timberwolves credit for having that top tier guy that can move up a gear, Shea is that and more. You said they have a lot of ball handlers. That's putting it lightly. They have an incredibly inventive offense that is built around the fact that when they're on the court, almost all five guys are legitimate threats to create a shot on their own and can all play off of each other and not be, you know, damaging off ball. They can all shoot to a certain degrees. They can all run small, small pick and rolls. They're incredibly hard to deal with because you don't know who's going to do what at any point of the game. And I think that's going to translate into the playoffs and make them... I I would not be shocked if they're in the conference finals. Uh, conference I wouldn't finals. go as far as to say... Let's go. Yeah, this man is doing... Wow. I love it. He's, I love I love it, though. <laughs> and you know what? I, I came on... They're good. I came on here and I was trying to be conservative because they are the young team. I feel the same way as Isaac. I think that they are really, I think that they are really, really good. And they have an opportunity to, to do something very special this year. So yes, yeah, they should ship Josh Giddy to Azkaban and bring in somebody that can shoot and not be gross. But Dude. other than that, get him at the paint and this team is cooking. Like this team, there's so many times where every lineup they're playing is good, except for Josh Giddy when he's on there, because he has not been a good fit this year. He's been just bad. He can't shoot. He just clogs up what they want to do. Outside of that, and listen, he there's they're playing games now where he doesn't close it and Isaiah Joe plays more minutes than him. Yeah. That needs to continue to be a thing. And in the playoff setting, we'll see how Isaiah Joe's defense can hold up. He can be the piece that lets them bench Giddy and put him in the lineup, and they don't have any weaknesses offensively. They need to sacrifice one of them damn picks and trade for Zach Levine, honestly, dude. I Zach would have no issue with that because they have so okay. many picks and it wouldn't even fucking matter at that point. No. You, they need package six of those motherfuckers and get OG. Thank you. That's <laughs> what they need. That would be perfect too, but I don't think I don't know if they'll sacrifice six. Sam Pressy is very stingy. <laughs> you have you Zach have the Levine's. picks. You have the pick. Send twelve. Who cares? <laughs> Send twelve. Okay. Who cares? It's hilarious. I Actually, I saw a tweet. I saw mm-hmm. a tweet about this. Um, good perspective. I never thought about. He was saying maybe Sam Presti isn't going to package on a move a star, and instead he's going to keep those picks to always have cheap young talent around his core. And with the new second apron coming into play with luxury tax and this roster is going to get expensive, that actually could be really smart. To like every year, have a late first round pick to draft an older rookie. 
Yeah. Mm. No, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely sweet. Yes, you gonna do that for twelve about... years? You know how many picks they have? <laughs> Bro, that that's, that's how you be a dynasty. Like, that's twelve? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Somebody gonna yeah. retire before then. <laughs> oh man i i love the okc thunder and especially uh chet holmgren as much as you guys for every single reason i think chet holmgren is easily one of the most impactful players rookies excuse me rookies players overall in general but rookies that i've ever seen over the last what five six seven whatever years you know on every single yeah. aspect he's mm-hmm. not lacking he can create his own shot he's a tremendous shot blocker he can fucking shoot he's a sniper you know what i'm saying he's good at finishing at the rim you know and he can pass as well so he has a whole nine my only thing is that of course like the whole josh giddy thing is like a serious thing but they have isaiah joe next to him but i think the size might really get to them in the playoffs once they have to, once they face a team like of course the denver nuggets everyone has an issue that's not the real point but the real point is like okay i don't know if they can go ahead and overcome a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, because I think that's all that size might give them a serious issue. Just the other night we witnessed, yeah, and you know what I'm saying the Minnesota Timberwolves close out a game without their best player uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm like, I can't say that so easily. I really want to, I really, really want to, but I need to see more of it, and I just don't think they're at a time, place, or space to have that. Unless they go ahead and buy out market and get a big body who can ensure you know what i'm saying or give chet homeroom the reassurance that he needs on a consistent basis i just need to see a bigger body in this team case and wallace is yeah, also you, <laughs> you can say the size of the timberwolves would hurt okc i could say that they could stretch out the timberwolves and run them off the court and make it really hard for cat to defend all these small small pick and rolls in space then make it they have the defensive personnel to shut down their offense because Chad Holmgren is the type of defender that can be down low guarding rudy gobert and affect every anthony edwards drive they have plenty. They have Lou Dort to throw at Anthony Edwards. Like, I think both these teams have enough advantages over each other that I think they're firmly in the same tier. In a yeah, I, I I can I can see the same tier. I can see 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 the same tier also. But yeah, I just do not know if I see conference finals ability to know, and that's what a tier is. And I'm trying to get myself over that last hump. I just yeah. can't though. That's that's I I under I understand I understand also. You guys, you guys both like alluded to it real quick. I think that's actually like important that, that we say real quick. So I'm gonna say this, and then we, we can move on from the thunder. But like a lot of people have been asking, like why, like the you know, like been talking about the Josh Giddy thing. There, like, look, it's a very serious thing, and I think that like for us, we're gonna wait until more information comes out. The NBA has like they've started their investigation. It would be irresponsible for us to just come on here and start talking and yeah. say, making all these assumptions with a situation like that delicate. So we're going to wait and be like, you know, very hands off, see what comes out. And then, then we can, then we'll talk about it, but we're not going to make yeah. like any assumptions or come out here and try to make jokes about it. So yeah. he says, after case. I say, after, after, after I said, send him to ask a man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you you said you said you said that yeah. and then started talking about his play and that's why I thought you you made yeah, yeah, you said that without any context you know what I'm saying yeah, that's you're a right, serious yeah, case exactly. of slander that we're staying away from yeah and that's staying away from we're gonna we're gonna fucking talk about it if it comes out and we know the details and it is what it looks like yeah because if it is what it looks like nasty man he should not be named but we're gonna wait because the story broke out via Twitter investigators and, and like Snapchat leaked Snapchat shots, stories. Like, like, you know, like yeah. reporting has been done since then and we're starting to see more details. So I'll not say those details don't look good for Mr. Potentially Nasty Man, but we're going to wait until the NBA concludes their, their 
decision, and then we'll talk about their decision mm-hmm. and what all it means. 100%. You know what team? I Are we going eight here for them? Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, eight here. That's fair. Dope. Yeah, I I confidently will say I believe in them more than the Dallas Mavericks because they're so much more well rounded and they also have that superstar. Love I it. believe in Shea Gilgis Alexander, but. Next team, can we please touch on the New Orleans Pelicans because they are my newest. God, I'm so like, I'm so engulfed in this team and everything that they do and all the moving <laughs> yeah, pieces golf. that are starting to come that are starting to come together. Man, it's gulping this Pelicans. Yes, Crazy, I think man. they're B. I think mm-hmm. they're B. I'm with you. I'm very intrigued by them because they're getting their shooting back and they started the season so just like ugly because they didn't have CJ for a while, didn't have Trey Murphy. Zion started slow. Now he's speeding up and looking like Zion again. I'm I'm in on them being really good. I'm cool with B. Yeah, yeah man. I, I go and I go B. That's fine. I think yeah, B is fair. You know what I'm saying? That's like you were alluding to, Isaac. They had so much going on at the start of the season on top of Zion being uh coming in slow. CJ was out, collapsed long, and then Brandon Ingram was also out of the lineup too for a certain amount of time. And now I think cross fingers we can finally see the the New Orleans Pelicans go on that normal healthy run that they should be going on now that Trey Murphy who was fantastic role player picture perfect role player that you can imagine alongside Zion Williamson and now he's like, awesome yeah man and then along also as awesome as he is too Jordan Hawkins is phenomenal too he's a sniper from hell and with all this shooting on the team now I feel like by the end of the season. We might have to, if they prove, if they prove it, of course, they might be in A tier by the end of the season if yeah. this run goes on. Yeah, they, they have like, yeah, well, MVP they, they ball, have that you know. that level of, of potential. But I'm good. I'm good with sure. B for right now. Yeah, cool. Yes, be. Yeah, again, I still I want them to trade Jonas Valanciunas sooner rather than later and bring in a, a center that can. I say, let me start over. He's been good. Jonas has been very good, having a good year. Not a good fit, just long-term look, outlook for a potential playoff series. They need more defensive help because their best players right now are Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and probably Herb. Trey Murphy. Herb Jones. I'm, Herb I'm, I'm, Jones. Getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Trey Murphy and Jonas. Those five players, none of them are good on defense. Trey jo- uh, Herb Jones is a fucking superhero defensively <laughs> and holds this lineup together just out here defending everything, rotating everywhere. He's going to be all NBA first team. I mean, all defense first team. He needs help defensively. He can't do this <laughs> at all on his own. He needs a, a viable rim protector there. And that's just never going to be Jonas's game. Yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. Um, and I, I don't think it'd be A tier without that. Yeah, I can, I can agree to that. Uh, while, yeah, exactly. That's the biggest separator for between them and every other team in the NBA. But while you talk about like trading players, yeah, Giannis, Giannis Valanciunas, I I can't get over the hump of him too. But also in the back of my mind, this is not a conversation for now. But sometimes I think to myself, damn, is Brandon Ingram like really a oh. great fit next to Zion Williamson? I don't really know, you know. No, and no, I think we do know he's not. Yeah, and I'm like, this is super premature because they have to make those strides first and see how far they can go with these two. But this is me speaking like two years ahead in advance or a year and a half ahead in advance or whatever. I can imagine a world in where they go ahead after a couple of seasons of whatever playoff failure or short shortcomings or whatever. They're like, damn, we need to blow this duo up, be on the lines. And God damn it, if they're going to be on the line with anybody, they need to be on the line with a team like my Atlanta Hawks. Give me all <laughs> the picks that you goddamn own. You know what I'm saying? 
Give me all your finest recipes of gumbo, and I might consider giving you training. Hey, <laughs> DeJounte for, for well, Brandon Ingram kind of makes sense for both teams. I would listen, listen. I'm listen. <laughs> I'm going as far as trade, depending on what oh! they give. That's what I'm saying, and I'm saying that Woo! for the sake of trade, the better minute of his career. He's and done with Trey Young. Now I'm not done. I'm not done. This is just you me put being him on the super neutral block. as a fan. No, I <laughs> did not. This is me. Just I'm having it. an out of body experience right now. I am not <laughs> Mo. Okay, I am not. <laughs> I am not Captain Crayon Eater or whatever you want to call me. All right, this is just me. I got my I got I got different goggles, different visions right now, and I just okay. see this becoming a thing in the future. But we can move on to the next team. Mosai Ujiri. Yeah. I, I would say, no facts. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I think Brandon Ingram and Zion are clearly not a good duo in terms of complementing each other's skill sets, like I've said with previous duos on this list. But he's also just good, so like you can't yeah. really do anything about it until you're forced to. Because Brandon Ingram's awesome and. Zion is good right now. We don't. We as we all know he's one of the least reliable stars in the league. Probably the most least reliable. Nothing to do with his on court play. Just the fact that he's so injury prone. Exactly. So you, you so. can't trade a Brandon Ingram until you get more solidity of what this team's gonna look like long term. Exactly. Facts. I agree. Who next? Where are we putting the Miami Heat? Ooh. Bro, I don't even want. I, I don't. <laughs> even talk about that. Okay, this like, is witchcraft like, listen, right just, here. Just now? put them in A tier because they always figure out a way and just just keep it moving. Like they, they're minus. They're, <laughs> listen, Bam they're eight seed. They're eleven and nine. Who cares? Like, they, listen, <laughs> they they could be the eleven seed and still find a way to get into the playing tournament and make a deep run. Like, they listen. Bam has taken a leap whenever he's healthy. Jaime Hawkins is fantastic and fits everything that they need. They they're gonna be okay and they're gonna be just fine and. Their infrastructure and their ability to just find ways to win. They're, again, they're probably going to call somebody up in March and be like, hey, do you want to play basketball tonight? And then he's going to come <laughs> in and drop 20 and defend like nobody's business. This Some is just what they Uber do. Driver. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just put them in A. I, I don't know. I don't know what they are. They're just, they're just, yeah. just do it. We just, there's no analysis on the Heat anymore. All we know is they're going to win games and it doesn't matter what we think because. God's on their side. Yeah. Just put them Whichever in God you subscribe to, whichever God you subscribe to, they're all on the Miami Heat side. They all yeah. love Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, they got God on their side and also a heavy, uh, a heavy law enforcement, <laughs> law enforcement presence as well. They got the CIA cooking up people in the lab right now. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you can't go against them, to be honest with you. Facts. Hey, man, two interesting teams left to close this out. Where are we going with the Pacers? Super interesting, man. I love this team. Arguably the most fun, probably the most fun team to watch in the entire NBA. All because of that man, Tyrese Halliburton, and the offensive engine he is. But we all know they have obviously insane woes, and those woes can only take you so far. So they're anywhere between C or B, but I want to kind of lean towards C. There's not no way that they touch B. They're, they're not, I, I'm glad we're on the see. same page. They're, they're, between, be they're between C and D. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. I am the biggest Tyrese Halliburton fan in the motherfucking world. They are sort of like the Orlando Magic in an inverse way where great regular season team. The Orlando Magic are propelled by the top defense in the league right now. We know they're not going to have the offensive juice to win a title or anytime soon. Pacers are the same way. They're running it yes. up offensively. The best offense in the league by a wide margin. Piss poor defense that we know is just not going to be competitive in a seven game series. Their series might look more like four game series. 
It's, it's just not going to happen for them this year. They need to find better defensive talent to flank Tyrese Halliburton over the years as they build this core out. It's not their year to make that leap. Yeah, let's yeah, put him in D. Let's put him in D. Their offense, their offense reminds me of a fucking shotgun with a switch on that bitch. Or RPG <laughs> with a switch on it. Some, some GTA shit. Just constant. Bang, 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 bang. You know what I'm saying? But those bitches take a hell of a long time to reload. And their, their kryptonite and reloading is their defense. And anybody can get any type of point against them. You want to dunk? You got him. You want a three-point shot? You got him. You get in the mid-range or... Bro, any shot you want, you got them. You know what I'm saying? But when they're yeah. on, they're fucking on. <laughs> yeah. Another team that we talked about at length before, go watch our episode two episodes ago, the 10 NBA players that are proving people wrong. We talked at length about Tyrese Halliburton and how I think he is just a straight-up star now. And he's been even better since then. In the game of the night, in the, in the in-season tournament, he went berserk and just took the Celtics out. Listen, you're listening to this after the semifinals. He might have gone crazy again, and he might be waiting for whoever's coming out of the West in the finals of the in-season tournament. We'll find out uh, in the first 30 minutes of the show. I guess we already know by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is weird time travel. But all, I say also say, he's making a leap to easily be a top five point guard in the league, pushing top three conversations. So they're going to be nasty pretty soon. Not this year. Let's go D. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with that. Ooh, D? Yeah. So yeah, you- I mean... Do you not think there's a world in where no, they might no. upset a team in the first round? No. Not at all. No, they're they're not winning as currently constructed. I mean, maybe. No, 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 no. As currently what? Const- can they be can they beat can they beat the Knicks or the Cavs in the first round? Maybe, but that's the extent I'm going. Wow. With the defense that they play, they are not winning a playoff series. <laughs> nah, I mean wow. they, there's other unserious teams out there. Like if they have a high seed, which they very well can because they're a regular season type of team. They could beat the Knicks. It's conceivable. I wouldn't pick them. I'd pick the Knicks, but it's there's a world where they make the second you round and get just absolutely mouth blasted. And stop talking about the Knicks like this. They are not losing to these dudes. The Knicks, listen, if listen, Jalen Brunson, not Jalen, RJ Barry will average 30 points playing against the Pacers. Okay. Every single night. They don't play defense. I'm not. No, no mo. They're not. They're not winning a, a playoff. Okay, season. well, we're going Pacers Damn. D. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You're amazing. The regular I'm season, but it's not happening in the playoffs. Shout out to y'all. Whatever. Last team. Where are we going? The Sacramento Kings. Man, listen. They're kind of tricky. A Loki. They're kind of C tier ass team. Loki. C tier ass team. D. Nah, I mean that's crazy. C tier probably. I mean they're the same. They're the same team as the Pacers, but with a better defense, and they have a secondary star. That's the difference. And they're more advanced. You guys know how I feel about that secondary star. I don't believe in him. Exactly. Worth the shit come playoff time. For me, in my mind, because I just I'm standing ten toes on being anti Kings in the playoffs. I'm like fucking f. But they probably deserve C respect. Do they? Hmm. Do they? I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not going to argue for them. Oh, you guys are haters. They are right now, right now, according to Clean the Glass, they're 21st in defense. And that is bottom 10 in the league. The offense, and while those numbers are skewed because De'Aaron has been out for some time, but the offense isn't as... Isn't as as great as it was last year. You could have convinced me a little bit more last year that they were gonna win a playoff series against the Warriors in the same way that they like the Pacers. I w- this year I would trust the Pacers to win a playoff series before I trust the the Kings to win a playoff series. Wow! I think man. if I ask you that question two months from now, once we see more time, De'Aaron, you're not gonna feel that way. And we listen. I just like they are not impressed. Obviously, they're good on offense. But the level to which they are great offensively does not match the 
their defensive skill. Well, let's see. If we're, if we're, ta- if we're talking if, winning a championship, I don't think that I can put them in the same tier as the Knicks or as the Cavaliers. Well, let me see. What is, what is their offensive rating been with the Aaron Fox on the court? Because that is... That, yeah, that's, could that's, be a that's telling what probably that's been fucking phenomenal. He's that's been... He's been awesome. the Kings. He's been awesome. He's been, he's been cooking. And so, like, listen, it probably is a little bit um, a little bit different, but I just they have right now though, on court. Go ahead. I, right now, another thing that like I want to I want to monitor is, and I actually need to. I, I'm gonna I'm check Say real quick, name. but I, no no I no 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 no. Page. no not it has nothing to do with uh, with like a player. I want to see how okay. they perform at home because uh, when I've been going through these teams. A lot of what I'm seeing, and this has been the case for history, is like for you to honestly be in that upper echelon tier, you have to handle your business at the crib, right? Like the the Bucks are ten and one at home. The Nuggets, the Celtics, all of them have nine wins at home. The Timberwolves the are winning Rockets. a lot. Of, all right, now they <laughs> listen, but no, but like these teams, are, these teams are are handling their business at home, and so for a team that actually has a legitimate home court advantage. Right now, they're six and three. And again, that's going to change once De'Aaron plays more games at home because they lost a couple while he wasn't there. But that's kind of, that's also something that I'm monitoring with them just moving forward. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just wanting to give them a C because, like you said, the, right now we're seeing on screen they have a 119.3 offensive rating with De'Aaron Fox playing. Mm-hmm. And that's not everything because every star has a high offensive rating when they're playing. There's plenty of minutes where they're not playing. But, you know, like we keep saying it, he's missed a lot of games, and it is what it is. They're gonna be fine, I think. Their version of fine to me is still not somebody I see winning a, a title by any means. I think they're just not that serious yeah. with the way their team's constructed. I don't think that they have the defensive juice. I don't think that they have the offensive juice around Sabonis because I just don't think I see him as a playoff player that can hold that can carry you for three rounds without being exposed. Mm-hmm. But listen, we get the Cavs. See, I think they're probably see as well. All right, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna state. One thing I'm going to state 10 toes on is that I still think that they probably need to figure out what the hell is going on with Keegan Murray. I'm going to continue to stand on this. Like, what do you he mean what's going on? He's a year third. two player. Yeah, I know. He's he's a year two player, but also he's an old. He was an older rookie, you know? So um, typically you see these types of players kick into that gear of their NBA career a little bit sooner. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm always someone who likes to give people time. But with that being said... I still think if they're going to go ahead and be a more serious team, lean all in on offense, be the number one offense in the NBA and trade for Zach Levine. Do it. Triple dog dare <laughs> Triple dog dare you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Put him in C. This is our tier list. How are we feeling about this? An S tier. I'll, I'll read it off for the audio listeners. S tier. Nuggets, Celtics, Bucks. We forget about that, right? Yeah. A tier is the biggest tier, which maybe we got to revisit. Timberwolves, Lakers, 76ers, Suns, Thunder, Miami. Miami's just like, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a gift. It's a meme. Exactly. So take what you will. Are you, do we feel good about that tier? Yes. So far, okay. yeah. B tier, Mavericks, Pelicans. Huge Both ceiling factors. plays. This B tier is called Iffy Now Can Be Amazing. That's what this yeah. tier is. It's a swing factor for sure. It's pure ceiling based on the, the strength of their best player. C tier, we have the Knicks, Cavs, and Kings. Okay. Middle tier playoff teams. I think that's fair. D tier, we have the Warriors, Magic, and Pacers. 
teams that we all agree not happening for you this year <laughs> for different reasons <laughs> yeah and then, yeah for sure. and then f tier we got a special place in hell for the clippers <laughs> i didn't even realize that we were it's doing so this in, in the moment and I, it's it's so funny like the clippers hate is just so ingrained in us <laughs> natural that, that we unconsciously just like yeah they're, they're they're the worst team on here like that's great i love that for us i love uh, that we're like at, at that point yeah it's, it's natural this is a good list i'm fine with it i don't really want to pick anything once again, yeah. a perfect tier list from TD3. We don't make mistakes. <laughs> We're perfect. We have the best basketball opinions in basketball media. This is great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 50% of people will say that in the comments. 50% <laughs> yeah. would be like, the one with the glasses, idiot. The one with the beard, moron. The one with the do-rag, stupider than dirt. <laughs> one <by> one. <laughs> oh, hell, man. Oh, hell. But... <laughs> Regardless of the fact, we all know that they are wrong. We have the best basketball opinions. <laughs> on t- I don't know about that. I don't um, know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But you know what we probably do have? The best of? We have the best basketball TikToks in the universe. And Not I got close. the crayon eaters. They over here to reassure me that we have some. It's TikTok time. Let's go. As always, we're going to start with the draft. This week, we're flipping it back to lineup draft. And today, we're going to draft NBA lineups with only shooting guards, one through five. Should be fun. I need Let's this. do it. I need this. You need this? <laughs> no. I you need don't a win. Need this. I need a win. I need this. I've been on a three, four-week drought. I'm like almost a month <laughs> without a win. So trust me, I'm coming for your next. Wait, am I first for real? Hey, yo. Yep. Draft order is Mo, Don, me. Mm, nice. I like this. Okay. So, <laughs> again, only shooting guards. Tell us where you're going first pick, Mo. Number one overall pick. I'd be wrong if I didn't pick the GOAT, MJ. <laughs> okay. All right. Will you put and, him at shooting guard? Yeah, put him at shooting guard. No, it's only natural. Yep, yep. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I assume Donovan's going to pick James Harden. At my three, listen, if you think that you don't know me, all right, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that. At my three... <laughs> Give me Kobe Bryant. <laughs> okay. And if you know me, you know damn well I'm putting James Harden at my point guard automatically. Nice. Are we counting him? Yeah, he's a shooting guard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I thought he was a he's, point guard. No, nah, historically, nah, he's, he's known as guard. a shooting guard. He's going to go down as a shooting guard for sure. Yeah. Whack. And on my power forward, give me Dwayne Wade. Got a shot blocker, slasher extraordinaire. It's going to be a great pick and roll, uh, great pick and roll partnership. Mm, nice. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, I want some I want some more shooting with my shooting guards. So I have my two. Give me Ray Allen. Hmm. Ray Allen over Clay Thompson. Interesting. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Okay. He can he can handle the ball. Listen, we we're dribblers over here. <laughs> we're dribblers over here. Straight <laughs> bag, one through five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So with that being said, go ahead and just give me Clay Thompson. I'm gonna put him at my three, and then at I my wanted four, him to do that. At my four, I need some size. Give me Vince Carter. Mm, that's, that's okay, nice. that's, okay. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. At my four, give me his. Please don't pick my pick. Please don't pick my pick. Give me his cousin. I want Tracy McGrady. <sighs> okay, you can have that's him. Nice. He's not defending nothing at the four. At my <laughs> five, give me Clyde Drexler. Mm. He was on my list. Big body down low. 
Okay, cool. I'm going to stand on Clyde Drexler's right, right set. I cannot talk and I messed up the joke. Dang it. <laughs> either, either way, either way. I'm it's not, not gonna, even going to be funny no listen, more. Damn. It's okay. I'm going to just give basketball analysis. I'm sending Clyde Drexler left and he is going to look like a middle school basketball player. <laughs> he can't go. He can't go left. That's hilarious. Okay. Y'all need, I got my two and three left. Y'all got your twos. Mm. I could go a lot of places with this. Do I want to win the heart of the fans? Or be smart. <laughs> dumb brain, dumb brain, dumb brain, dumb brain. <laughs> you know what? I'm going for the most talent possible. No. Give me Allen Iverson no! next to James Harden. Ew. You that ain't playing no pick. defense. That was my pick. These are all shooting guards. Nobody's playing defense. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Listen, D-Wade's blocking shots on the other end. I'm good. You think D-Wade's saving your life? The Flash can only do so much. <laughs> now, I'm actually upset because Nikhil's out here. Making making the, the graphic and by my name in parentheses he put Don Stutter. And I'm very upset. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm actually very upset at that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. We'll, we're gonna be talking about that after the show. Um You had a nerve. Yeah. Alright, at my one, give me Manu Ginobili. <sighs> okay. Good passer. Okay. Nice. I did not want him at all. So my five, give me George Gervin. And then at my one, give Good me pick. even more spacing Reggie Miller. Fuck, I was this draft is over. I won. I should walk off this set right now. But I'm not. I don't know if I'd be as confident as <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. You, do got Jordan, I, I, you got Jordan, but I don't know about the rest of the team. All right. Who is? Here, okay. Here is what we're going to do. Ginobili is going to stay at the one. Everybody else is going to slide down one. So I'm going to have McGrady at my center, Kobe at my four, Ray Allen at my three, and at my two, I want one of the original bad boy Pistons. Give me Joe Dumars. Oh, that's solid. Okay. I love that. It's a sleeper pick. That's interesting. I, I would, I, I like that. You need that intensity on your team. Yeah. You know what? Ooh. Which way I would go with this? None of you guys have a good defense on your team. I got plenty of scoring. Give me Tony Allen on my three. Oh, you're not cooking shit. You are not shooting down. at all. <laughs> I'm locking down. You got down. D-Wade, Drexler, and you don't Tony understand Allen. That. Exactly. You listen. You don't understand. All of our teams are just straight bags. Tony Allen can handle one guy. He's not handling the other four. <laughs> Should have worked for firepower. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's hilarious. Yeah, man. I got Reggie Miller, Clay, Vince Carter, uh, and obviously MJ. There's only so much. Tony Allen, he's going to have a brain aneurysm trying to figure this defense out. Can't do it. <laughs> Listen, you got MJ. We know how it goes. Whatever. You got you have to go in a very top heavy draft. We know how it works. <laughs> the drought is over. I won. By default. <laughs> <laughs> Did he, though? Finally. Did he? Yes. Probably. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll let the comments decide. Yeah, Space All right. my team though, for audio listeners, I have Manu Ginobili at my point guard, Joe Dumars at my shooting guard, Ray Allen at the three, Kobe at the four, and then Tracy McGrady at the five. Nice. So for my team, audio listeners, point guard, Reggie Miller, shooting guard, MJ, Clay Thompson at my three, power forward, Vince Carter in center, six, seven, George Gervin. Iceman. Let's do nice. it. Nice. I got James Harden, or how would I put it? I put Allen Iverson. 
James Harden, Dwayne Wade, Tony Allen, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, Allen, my team. I, Allen Iverson's getting posted up every play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably I don't know. I mean, dude, Dwayne Wade, Tony Allen. I got the biggest uh, front court, and I think probably the most defense. Um, I mean, I mean, besides, you do, you, listen, besides Harden, just Harden. You do have the most defense because you have Tony Allen, but like AI I mean, and Harden, that's not moving me. D Wade and Drexler down low. That's, I got size and shot blocking. You honestly should put. I mean, listen, I know Harden can play point, but like, you honestly should put Harden down low. Let me <laughs> hit the power forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Post defense OD for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think you messed up. I love the Tony Allen pull, though. He 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 belongs nowhere on this list, though, for sure. But I love him. <laughs> you just said fuck it at that meme. point. I love it. I would do the meme. same thing if I were you. <laughs> All right, man. Next video we're going to do. I think let's change it up. Let's do a variation of 20 questions. We haven't done this in a long time. Okay. We're going to do it, but instead of you have 20 questions to guess the NBA player I'm thinking of, you guys are going to have one minute to guess the player I'm thinking of. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So Unlimited me, questions. Who, yeah, he's got 60 seconds. And Nikhil's going to pull up a timer right now. Let's make a full screen, make it nice and big. And yeah, I'm going to, how hard should I make this for you guys? All right, listen, don't, don't be ridiculous. Sometimes, okay, sometimes you're trying to be, it. Thank you. It's 60 seconds. I can't, I can't go too crazy. Okay. Y'all have one minute to guess the NBA player I'm thinking of. Go. Is this Iman player Shumper. active? <laughs> yes. Active player. Okay. Cool. Is this player this black? Player made an... Is he made black? Yes. Okay. All-star. Yes. Previously. Are they, are they a champion? Previously all-star. Not a champion. Not a champion. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Are they Not a starter? A a yes, they're a starter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, did they play? Speed it up! Stop bumming. Did they play mostly in the Western Conference? Uh, split. Right now they're in the East. Backcourt split player. Right now in the East. No, they're not a backcourt player. Okay, so they're frontcourt. Okay, could power, this be uh, power forward? Uh, he's, he's a forward. I wouldn't say power forward. Were they were, were they drafted in the last ten years? No, he's been in the league for longer than that. Damn! Who the hell is this? Uh, oh, cook, 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 cook. Uh, okay. On, Did he play for? Hold on, shit. Ah, uh, 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 he's a Western Conference. Pacific Division. You guys suck. Time Damn. up. Demar Derozan. You guys are horrible. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't like this game, bro. Fuck this game. Wait, <laughs> wait. Did you say you say Eastern Conference? Yeah, I said he's in the East right now. Oh, I heard. Oh, okay. Oh, you said he said he played majority in the West. I was like, no, it's split. But he's in the East right now. Uh, you said it's flip. I thought you said it's split, as if like he played half and half. No, he's just, he's been in both. Like I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, I thought you yeah. were, like you spent an equal I time see. in his career for you. Now, man, listen. You get the timer on you. Questions just start. Yeah, falling. the timer like, is can't formulate it. It's it's hard. So I got right, a Donovan, gun to you your head. <laughs> Let's do it again, Donovan. You go. Let me All try right. and guess. See if I can do better. All right, hold listen, on. Wait, let me. I mean, I, I didn't make it too hard. I picked no, 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 no. That was that was good. That was good. All right, wait. Let me get these guys. This guy's numbers. Up so I can answer. Okay, we're good to go. Are you guys ready? Okay. Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. Is he a current player? No. Okay. Do you play in the East? Uh, no. Did he play in the East? No. So he didn't He's win a championship, player. right? No. Is he a guard? Okay. No. He's a center. Uh, yes. Did he make an All Star team? Yes. Is this Joakim Noah? No. Damn. Marcus Cousins? Yes. 
Damn. Let's go. go. I told go. you this shit is easy. 25 there seconds. Go. He got it. He there got you it. Go. He got it. Y'all are here folding. This shit is easy. Yeah, man. This game is not for me. <laughs> you threw a dart. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Joe, you know, that was my best guess. That wasn't a bad one either. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. I don't even know if I'll make a TikTok out of that. That was so fast and so just go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a terrible I didn't TikTok. even think it was entertaining. Yeah, it's a terrible TikTok. That's hilarious. Okay. Well, listen, we just, did, we just did that for us. Just to, just to see if we can stay sharp. Yeah, exactly. We're just, you know, iron sharpens iron. We got to stay on top of our game. Not get washed in the 20 questions game. <laughs> All right, next thing we're going to do. I'm going to name some, okay, we're going to talk about all-time rankings. You know, everyone, Donovan's favorite thing to talk about, notably. Love it. And I'm, but it's not going to be about your current all-time rankings. Okay. I'm going to ask you about current players and where you think they're going to rank by the time they retire. Okay, okay. So a little projecting to when they're done. Might be some hating. Yep, so this player's playing now. Where do you think they'll rank all-time when they retire? First up, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic could easily be top 30. Okay, I don't want to say easily, but he could be top 30. Oh, he could definitely be top 30. No, he's only, yeah. he's, listen, five seasons, four first-team All-NBAs, top he 30 could is already, very reasonable. He could retire right now and he needs a Hall of Famer. Yes, that's that's well, true. He can, listen, I think that, I, God, Lee, I cannot talk today. I think he <laughs> can easily be top 30 whenever he retires. But he's, listen, That's the floor, yeah. I think. He's going to have to get some championships. He's going to have to get some MVPs. Right, a finals appearance, maybe. Step it up if Luka. he can. If he can give us two MVPs at least and at one championship, just one, then I think he solidified himself in history as a top thirty player. If he continues this insane run that that's he's reasonable. On. I'm listening. James Harden's like the thirtieth best player of all time, and he can easily surpass that without a championship. If yeah. he wins two MVPs and wins a championship and is this level of player for ten to fifteen years, he might. Be that's. Top. I think that's going to be a top twenty player at least. I was going to push him to say he might be top 15 if he can all win right, a right, championship right. and two MVPs. It's hard to get right, there. We're, it's we're hard okay. to get there. Top, top 15 is kind of I'm crazy. pushing it. Don't but listen, we, we talk about Giannis maybe being like 19 or 20 right now. Same with Jokic. Like, if he gets a ring and two MVPs, he can be in that same range. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Is he going to pass? Top 20. Is he going to pass Jerry West? Who, Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Next up, Giannis. I mean, we already talked. He's listen, already, got, yeah, yeah. He's, he's already, already pretty high. Top, he's already high. He's already kind of top twenty. He has the potential to be top fifteen. I would agree. Top fifteen. Top fifteen. I mean, that's easy to project if he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah. Maybe gets another ring. Is there a world he cracks in the top ten ranges? The Rings only way he cracks in to top ten if he goes again a back to back MVP, maybe a back to back MVP along with a DPOY along that, and also a ring. That right there. That's like, okay. You want him to have four might MVPs have and two DPOYs? No. Either an MVP or MVP with a DPOY and then a championship as well. So it's like, he has to do a lot and it will crack that top 10 list. Yeah. And it's also hard because of his style of play. It's hard to imagine him having like LeBron Curry type longevity. So maybe top 15 is like where he's going to end up. Yeah. And that's not bad at all. It's insane. <laughs> he, yeah. He also might just stay top 20 and kind of where he is now. Like maybe this is just going to be where he's at. Maybe his major accomplishments are done. Even if he adds one more ring, I can't see him. I can't. I can't really justify putting him in top ten, top fifteen, like confidently. Yeah. yeah Even if he wins sure. one more, there's, needs to be doing there's gonna be more. at least like fifteen players that are better at their peak than him. He'll have to just have like a really, really, really great resume to be in those conversations. So I don't really see it. 
He got Lillard on his team now. Anything is yeah, possible. Don't fumble. Don't fumble. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up, his all-time running mate, Nikola Jokic. They're neck and neck. About the same range. Like, they no. have... This man what? could be top 10 if he really wanted to by them in his career. And I just don't I just don't know if he'll have the longevity. Is this hard as in the game in the game? I don't know, because he likes sources way too much. But oh my god, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he already he already plays old man basketball. So his game isn't even based on like athleticism like that. So exactly. he's, he's gonna, gonna be around. okay. Yeah. He's I think he has a higher peak all time potentially because that little offensive player that he is is going to age gracefully. He can continue to do this. We're just seeing him enter his championship window. He's going to be able to be argued for having one of the best peaks of all time in terms of skill, and he has opportunity to stack up championships. Top and 10 the, ceiling, but maybe top 15, top 24. Facts. Yeah, top 24 for sure. Top 24 for sure. Yeah. But he could easily walk into top 10 by the end of his career. Yeah, he's a lot of room to go, but he can get himself onto like pushing Mount Rushmore of center stocks. For sure. For Two sure. more championships, and I might put him there. <laughs> All right, Got a wait. long way to go, though, so we'll see. All right, next up, Steph Curry. <laughs> Listen. We're actually he isn't doing the top any, socks. Listen, he's not... Listen, another ring will not touch Steph Curry's hands. So <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think top 10 is a very fair place to, to say. So you're saying where he is now is where he's going to stay? Yep. Yeah. There ain't no movement. There's zero chance in hell he goes ahead and wins another championship unless he switches teams. But that ain't happening in a million years. So he's pretty much going to be top 10 for the rest of his life. Yeah. What if he has like LeBron type longevity? Well, uh, what if he has like LeBron type of longevity and he's this good when he's 40? Is that going to change it for you? The Warriors still going to be ass. So no. <laughs> 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 They're never going to be bad enough as long as he's on that team, even with that longevity to net out a high draft pick. And on top of that, who knows where Clay and Draymond's going to be at? And it's just not realistic. Yeah. At this point, yeah, I can see this, him getting as high as like seven or eight, but top five is going to, I don't know if he's going to be able to build his resume well enough. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. about hardware in this. Now, what he can do though, <laughs> if Steph, if Steph messed around and got another MVP to his name, that would be kind of crazy. So that, that yeah. could be, yeah, the, that could be, be the one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it seems like we all think top 10, he's probably going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Top 10 is fair. Okay. Next up, Anthony Davis. Fat man himself? I mean, listen, he uh, can oh, stay man. on like he could stay on the NBA 75. Like he could he Yeah. Could I don't I mean, he's obviously know. a top 75 player. Exactly. He's probably pushing he's probably pushing top 50 right now. He's probably like in the 60s. I he's probably like in the 60s or so. Can you see him getting to the top 40? No. There's no. no way he does that unless like the Lakers win another championship and he is the best player on that team. But I do not envision that happening at all. So 50, 60, 70, it doesn't matter. He's in that range. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Well, damn. I'm, I'm not no, I'm I'm just not I'm just not doing this. He's not gonna be top 40. I don't think he, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't think that's his range. He's he's great. He's not like that though. Top damn. 50? Everybody would have to go right. <laughs> Listen, let, you guys are giving me nothing in this one. I'm just gonna listen, keep going. Listen, <laughs> let me get listen. Let me get back to back games in the playoffs with 30 points. Let me stop all this up and down stuff, and then maybe you could be top 50. And maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> all right. Next up, Kawhi Leonard. He's, he's a tricky so, one. He's so weird to talk. Very about. hard. Incredibly hard to rank. This is a question right that now, we have to ask. 
Does he even want to be in the top 50? Look at this face. He looks like he doesn't care about anything. We can leave him, we can just leave him on the list just because he doesn't care and put somebody else in. Anthony Davis could take his spot. We could do that. Anthony Davis could take his spot. I mean, right now he's probably like what in the 35 to 40 range he's, or so? I would say he's top 30. On the lower half okay, of 30. If if he's top 30, he's barely top 30. Yeah. Is it are we at the point now where his best days are behind him? We don't really see him going up any higher? Oh, 100%. What if he 100%. won another championship, though, and MVP? 2018 or 2019? He's not winning an MVP. No. What Mo, if MVP. finals MVP? What if that happens? Mo, he then, then, is yeah, playing higher, but do you see that? for the Clippers right now. <laughs> and they just traded for James Harden. Do you think a championship is going towards his resume anytime soon? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, it all comes back not to the all. Clippers, I guess. Never mind. Listen. All right, so I know. Top 30 is the ceiling. Top 40 is guaranteed. You are not moving. Up the all-time list, Kawhi Leonard. I'm, Damn. I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> Let's have Listen, he's enjoying sunny California. That's all that matters. Exactly. <laughs> all right, next up, Joel Embiid. Ew. I don't know. The MVP Listen. is nice, but he is not winning any more of those unless he has a successful playoff run. Make it past the second round challenge. I dare you. <laughs> Until then, I don't said, know what to order. Said, Fuck the bucket of ice. If you can make it past <laughs> one second round challenge, I'll do it in a million dollars in charity of your choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Our audience is not going to understand that reference at all. They're, 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 they're not. They're not. It's, it's, a, it's okay. Shots, it's okay. Do. <laughs> yeah. What's not yeah. okay? If you guys understand that reference, comment it right now. Comment where that's from. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. What's not okay is Joel and B choking every time he gets into the playoffs. So, like, I'll say, like, what top sixty right now? Shout out to the MVP, right? Listen, send it back to Kendrick Perkins. He got it to you off of race relations. So, like, <laughs> Damn. that's cool. But nah, I, I think top sixty is where he's at right now. If he miraculously yeah, say top seventy five. If he miraculously has a, a single run where he wins a championship, then I could say he's top 50, like, for sure, comfortably, you know? Yeah, he needs a chip. And the problem is it's hard to envision his style of play with his body type aging incredibly gracefully. So I don't know how many more years MVP level play he has. But let's say he wins one more MVP, never wins a championship. Top six, 65, 70? That's listen, fair. It's, listen, that's a, that's a cool career. If you did that in 2K, I'd be very happy with how, oh. with how I played. <laughs> He'll probably Doing be that in the same 2K. range as AD. Yeah. Doing that in 2K, that's shameful. 2K. Now, for, for <laughs> no championship yeah, no, that's 2K, shameful. you suck. You're the worst 2K <laughs> player of all time. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up, Jason Tatum. Hmm. He's hella young. Hasn't won an MVP yet. Hasn't won, a, hasn't won an NBA Finals, but he's consistently He's knocking, knocking on those doors, though. He better yeah, do he's it. knocking on those doors. He better do it. Listen. <laughs> he better burst in. Exactly. Right now, I would say, I would say top seventy-five. He has the ability to to get there. He, like Mo said, win something, do something, <laughs> get it. Listen, next year, I know you just got bounced out. Get an in-season tournament, right? Get it. Get an NBA Cup. Get a scoring championship. Get an NBA Cup. I don't know. <laughs> oh a, my God! In get an All-Star game cup? MVP. Jason Tatum, can you get one trophy to put in your trophy glass? It's empty, right? He got an all-star ra- game MVP. You better rack up those Eastern Conference Finals MVPs. Oh, oh he's, he's, those. Case, he's making his money off of those. <laughs> oh, he's going out sad. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I get, he's definitely, he'll probably be like a top 70 player all time, maybe. I if wonder he, If he gets hardware, he can get higher. Cool but dude, though. He hasn't even started the hardware yet. I wonder if he could ever be one of the two best players in the NBA. 
just like at its current stage, no. at whatever stage of his career. And I don't think so. So that's a huge handicap to his career. Yeah, I agree. That that's a good way to put it. If you're, he's not, he's never going to be one of the best players alive, which is minimum necessary to be like a top thirty guy. Yeah, he's always in that one of the best six to seven. Probably yeah, five. exactly. So it's going to be hard to put him there. Jason Tatum, Listen, I hope man. you hear this. I hope you hear this. What are you prepared to do? Nobody, <laughs> nobody believes in you. All right, you gonna let somebody come into your house eat your meal? What are you prepared to do about it? Well, those are recipes. I believe in you, and so does Deuce. We're with you. <laughs> the power of fatherhood is not making him top forty all the time. I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? He Listen, Fred Van Vliet won a championship because he became a father. <laughs> he, he need to have another kid. He might. He might. Deuce is like five. <laughs> it hasn't worked yet. If he gets another Damn. kid, he might get a three P. Who knows? <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, we can move on to the next video. <laughs> Next thing we do, listen, I know this pod was a long ass tier list. That's not a tier list for shorts. Right now, we're going to do tier list specifically for shorts. Lit. And Mo, I think you have some NBA celebrations to show us. Yeah, man. We did this a couple of months ago. It was a hit. Everyone loved it. And now, this time, we're going to go ahead and put these NBA celebrations into a tier list. Some are old school, some are new school. We're just going to go ahead and see what the vibes are at. So, first okay, okay. up, what do we got? Ooh, this is a new classic. Trey Young's is too damn cold in here. It's a shiver. This is hard. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm not the most pro Trey Young person in the world, but he made a good celebration when he made this. This is tough. Listen, it's cool. I would want to put it high up, but he doesn't do it anymore because he can't celebrate because his team be losing. So let's drop <laughs> oh. it down. Let's drop it down. Oh <laughs> uh, no. no! No, this celebration's washed. No, <laughs> hell no! Y'all are haters, but he hasn't done this since actually... 2021. Look at the jersey. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yet his gift is old, <laughs> but <laughs> he hasn't done this just since Trump was in office. No. Nah, <laughs> <over. laughs> Bro, that gotta be at least an A tier or B tier at minimum. Stop Put it in hate. C. It's washed. Cooked. Ah, you guys are haters, bro. Exactly. There you go. C for cooked. Uh, super <laughs> <tough as hilarious. laughs> oh, next? What's next? Oh, yeah. Next up, we got Robin Lopez's cup of tea. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> Role players having celebrations should be banned. This is stupid. <laughs> this is tough. This is hard. <laughs> this is incredibly irritating. If we're ever playing basketball and I see you doing this, we're done playing. Go home. I'm it's sick like of he's Telling you off in sign language, it's like, what are you saying to me, man? You are know you what this is? Curse at me? You know what, what? this is? My monocle on. It's classy. <laughs> Give this an A. Give that's this hard. an A. This, this is, is C for classy. This is C for uh, classy. That, that's what that is. I'm gonna meet Lucky you guys in the middle. Let's put it at B. B is hard. There B we is go. Fair. B is fair. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst player to ever have a celebration, and I commend him for that. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. What's next? <laughs> Oh, next up, we got Jalen Brunson's three-point celebration. I'm going to say it right now. This shit is an F. This is ass. <laughs> it's terrible. What's wrong with this? What is this? How many fingers is he holding up right here? That is four. Yeah, I don't know what's going on either. That is four. And he just hit it. He does it when he hits threes. The calculation what is, is not calculated. Listen, nobody two, knows two what it pink, means, one in the but it's provocative <laughs> and it's hard. Put it in It A2. doesn't make sense, though. If you're going to do something, make it make sense. You know what? When you see this, you know what you just saw. You saw greatness. It's you see it more than more than this. 
That's good. This is D. This, this is D. This stinks. This reeks. Who the hell is actually doing this in public? If you do this, I'm thinking you have a runny nose and you're just trying to run away. Yeah, let's say you got a bloody nose. Yeah. He's running to the fucking nurse's office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Looks <laughs> like a geek. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash. Y'all hate greatness. Hey. Excuse me? <laughs> Y'all hate greatness. Yeah, so anyway, if you why. smell the most vile shit ever. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just watching Julius no, Randall ISO for break on top of the board. <laughs> POV, your teammate is RJ Barrett. <laughs> Mo, don't you start. Don't you start. All right. Don't well, you you want to start these DeAndre Hunter versus RJ Barrett debates? I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's mid it. off. Mid <laughs> off. <laughs> let's not start. Turn it up. All right, but let's move on. It's oh, man. It's hilarious. Oh man, next up, we got Malik Beasley doing a thug shake, shaking that ass in your face after he hits a three-pointer. <laughs> he is twerking in your face. What are you doing? I what this. do you rate this? Wow. When did he do this? He's been doing this oh, since this is Minnesota days. Did this with the Lakers Listen, too. I'm a man who likes audacity. This is some <laughs> audacious shit coming from Malik Beasley. Put this in S tier, I don't care. <laughs> It's already hard enough to play defense in the NBA. If you shoot a three in my face and I turn around, you're not trying to play defense. Instead, you're shaking that ass in front of me. I don't want to play basketball no more. My shoe's going upside of your head. Listen, <laughs> if I was Pat Connaughton and I was running past him, I'd hate this shit. But as a passive observer, this is hilarious. Put this in S tier. <laughs> nah, man, what happened to the game that I love? <laughs> well, what happened? Exactly. What happened? <laughs> what happened to men? They used to be in war. It's even worse to build houses. It's even worse, bro. He be putting his hand on the heads of his head, shaking that shit too. Having mad turbulence. So no. I'm like, yo. He even has Damian <laughs> Miller doing this shit, crazy. bro. Dame Dollar, the rapper. God. All right, let's move on. That's two. <laughs> oh, next up, we got Russell Westbrooks. That's my son. This is this is S tier. This is S tier. Everybody, the influence from this celebration is unmatched. He everybody wants to do this. And it doesn't matter. If you are the smaller person, you get a paint and you get a bucket in the paint, you do this. This is S tier. <laughs> yeah, this Back. is like his variation of too small, took it to a whole other level. He's innovating on his previous classics. Exactly what you want from a celebration maestro. S tier. Yeah. This is demoralizing, man. This is demoralizing, and it would have to—it would have me questioning my manhood if this happened to me on the park. <laughs> and sadly, it has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you're getting funny. posted up by a 14-year-old putting you in hell, <laughs> bro. I met a 14-year-old person who watched our videos. Bro, was like seats five putting me in the paint. Swear to God, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Like the Marcus Cousins in that bitch. It was ridiculous, but I still beat him now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, S tier. Yeah, what's next? That's S tier for sure. Ooh, next up, we have the all-time classic Matumbo finger wag. Back-to-back S tiers. I don't even want to hear any words discussing it. This it was something so great. It transcended basketball culture. This made its way into American pop culture. You saw it in commercials everywhere. All-time celebration. Nothing but facts. This will be something that our kids, kids, kids will be doing for many, many years and generations to come. <laughs> Before I knew who Matumbo was, I saw a commercial, him going, uh-uh-uh, and I knew about him. Facts. Nah, it's hard. What's your... It's hard, yeah. SD. Yeah. Facts, exactly. What's next? Who next up, we got Steph Curry's No Look 3. Easily. is Probably the most disrespectful celebration. Is ever. this a 3 P in S celebrations? 
I think it might be because this is some douchebag shit and I love it. <laughs> I love when Steph Curry is in full asshole mode and this is just like the best version of that. To have you the confidence me? to do this in an yeah. NBA game is just absolutely exactly. ridiculous. Exactly. Bro. Like I said, re-reward audacity. And this you can't be more audacious because this literally can result in you looking so unbelievably stupid. You're a meme forever like Swaggy P. And he does it all the time. <laughs> All the time. He, he risked this night and night out for us. That's you telling me I'm trying to play my <laughs> hardest on defense. And before the shot even go, when you don't even pay me no mind and you're already running around the other <laughs> end. Who am I? That's so disrespectful. Yeah. Who am I? This is an easy ass, bro. And not everybody yeah. can do this too. It's only him. Yeah. Nobody else. Again, nobody else is this type of level of douchebag to do this type of cool shit. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. You're right. This is easy S. Probably one on one. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Oh, oh and so, I think that is it. That that's all of them. That's our tier list. Y listen, we opted to let you see the plays instead of seeing the tier list. You just got to imagine where everything is laid out right now. <laughs> I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, great. Man. Next thing we're going to do. We're going to do something kind of like a variation we did earlier when we talked about where they're going to rank all time. But instead of talking about where NBA players career like ranks up against other people, I want to know that if, if you were an NBA player, player, oh, I could not talk. I'm on dawn time. If you were an NBA <laughs> player, which NBA player's career would you rather have? All so right, simple. Let's go. This, all, this, this all stems from one specific Twitter debate, so that'll be in here. You guys will see. I already know what it is, so, and I'm simple. ready to stand Who had on the it. better career? Allen Iverson or Paul Pierce? Hmm. Easily. As Allen much Iverson. as I don't want to say it. Ooh, really? Allen Iverson? After yeah. After he went out so sad and was a journeyman, bro? When he, he won an MVP, lost in a finals, and people still consider that he won one game in a, in a final series. And people consider mm. that to be a major accomplishment. People clown on Paul Pierce every day. People forget that he was like <laughs> a great player. No, I want to be Allen Iverson. You can keep that fucking ring. Paul Pierce will be known in Legacy Forever for shitting himself, for not being Kobe, Fact. for not getting a farewell tour, for shitting himself, for <laughs> everything besides hey. being good at basketball. Meanwhile, Allen Iverson has the most calls. propaganda ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Allen Iverson has the most adoration I've ever seen from an athlete. I would love to be Allen Iverson. He's Teflon in any city he goes to forever. Bro, he has players who are greater than him saying that you are the reason why I am the player today, a la D-Wade. Yeah, I'm going to Allen Iverson for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, easy. that's easy. The most glazed NBA player in history. It's fantastic. I would love to be him. And with, <laughs> you would love to. <laughs> Same. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> iconic. Uh, yeah, iconic. I mean, you're right. It goes from the play style to the braids, the tattoos, and all that shit, glazed. bro. Like... <laughs> It's the truth. He is the first. He is the first player in NBA history, or maybe second player in NBA history who had all-time aura. It starts with this man right here. Oh, he's the origin of aura. He is the originator of this genre of player. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Carmelo Anthony or Andre Iguodala. So this is hard, man. So are you Why? about to you Bucks, <laughs> or do you want to go out with a win? Listen, we play the game to win. It's all about hardware. But I don't know. Carmelo Anthony made a lot of money. No, a lot listen, of points scored. He did. He <laughs> Who the did hell? Listen, he did make a lot of money. But I think Iggy kind of has a combination of both. Because there was a point where mm -hmm. Iggy like, was actually like that. And he was disgusting. Yeah. And so to have that portion of your career 
and the version where you can go be like the best role player in the game and win several championships. I think I might take that. Ah, uh, yeah, that is true. But for and it's not just championships. He's an integral part of the greatest team of all time. Like he's gonna be remembered forever. Yeah, he <laughs> is gonna be remembered forever, but not for like influential purposes. Because be real, who the hell wants? Who the hell's growing up be like? I want to be like Andre Iguodala. I want to have the same exact <laughs> play style as Andre Iguodala. Nobody in the history is doing that. Although a lot of people, Carmelo's son's love to favorite have. player is Paul George. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not, hey, not, not too much on Kaya. Not too much on Kaya. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that like kids today aren't growing up like, oh, I want to be like Melo. Like he didn't. The reason that that's because they don't know what real basketball is, Isaac. Okay, they don't understand <laughs> that you have to catch the ball at the high post, at the elbow, jab step six, seven times. Right? Understand angles. They don't know what that's like. They don't understand that. Okay. Yeah. I think being you can be hyped like, up for no reason. Having <laughs> Andre Iguodala's career will be will put me at the most peace. Also, he got this. a Wait. bro. Iggy has a Finals MVP. That is true. true. That carries heavyweight. Heavyweight. I guarantee you, Melo would love to have one of those. Let's go, Iggy. 100%. Yeah, Iggy's easy. But also, I'd definitely rather be Melo. <laughs> <laughs> Just cool. Next up, Anthony Davis versus Kyrie Irving. Ooh, this is a good-ass matchup. It's not. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a matchup. Listen, Anthony Davis has always been the better player. Doesn't fucking matter. One of them is the most hated star in recent NBA history. One of them is like Allen Iverson, where he's Teflon forever. Kyrie can do anything he wants. He will be adored by the masses. Give me that livelihood over being Anthony Davis, where Shaq's yeah. calling you a bitch every time you have a decent game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, listen, they both uh, already won a championship. So at this point, who is cooler? Who's made the most money? Maybe AD may make, make, make a little bit more because of longevity purposes. But I'm taking Kyrie Irving. He's set for life. Listen, it doesn't matter what Kyrie does. For the rest of time, everybody who plays basketball is going to say, listen, if we're going pound for pound, Kyrie's the most skilled player of all time. Like He gets, <laughs> that, he gets that label. So, yeah, That's a crazy I'm label. There's just one random day in 2018 where everyone just accepted that that was facts forever and nobody looked back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this exactly. man just became, he's just like AI. Eventually, somebody decided AI is the most influential player ever and we never argued it. They're the same guy. But also, Kyrie has one of the most important shots in NBA history in a game seven to to beat a 73 and nine team like yeah. yeah he got it and after that his career ends and nothing else matters and it doesn't <laughs> have to matter that's why i'm taking kyrie irving anthony Fact, davis nothing has two. mattered for six years exactly anthony davis could win two more championships and no one's gonna give a damn about that bro <laughs> someone's gonna say he should win four it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, he should have won a championship every two months. Like he's going to do something every time. <laughs> that impression was hilarious. <laughs> Need to stop settling. <laughs> Gross. He doesn't want it bad enough. <laughs> if that was me. Uh, I'd be talking every time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh, All right, next up. Russell Westbrook or Tony Parker? Oh, uh, Tony Parker was a bastard. He was hitting his teammates' wives. I don't want to go down like that. Give me Russell Westbrook. Yo, yo. <laughs> That's the truth. You, bro, you went out so sad and you tired as a Charlotte Hornet? Yuck. Gross. Listen, listen. If we're talking about going out sad, we've had a going out sad tour for Russell Westbrook for like a year and a half now. Like, he's better <laughs> now, true. but like still. 
We gave him redemption because he went to the Clippers and averaged like. Never mind, <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> Listen, it is okay though. I we'll give see. me Russell Westbrook's career. I was an MVP and I made more money. I'm taking that. Yeah, exactly. give me the infidel. Oh, Tony Parker <laughs> is the man in his country. He is a French legend, part of a dynasty. Brought them the most glory. French, French uh, brought them the most glory that French basketball has ever seen. Give me his career. The only you, thing sir, are moved by Eva Longoria. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> I didn't Tell even the factor truth. that in the equation. <laughs> uh, That's man, hilarious. Yeah, yeah no. Nah, the only thing about Westbrook's career that's like. The only reason why I might pick Tony is because people ain't finna be slandering my last name <laughs> at my children's school. That's not gonna happen. Facts. <laughs> That's embarrassing Russ for a lifetime. so much hate. Tony Assume. Parker is the man where he's from. He can just live in peace and chill forever and just be that dude. He's a, he's a, every time a French citizen, process, He's a dual citizen in San Antonio <laughs> and in France. He can do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have a statue in both. I bet he already does. This man <laughs> runs the river walk. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Churro, someone notices that your last name is. <laughs> oh, I can't even say it. Yo, that's hilarious. I can't talk. Okay. Yo. Oh, God. man. No. All right, man. That's the end of that segment. We got one more video left. We're get out of here. Mo, I think you once again have something to show us. And this time I, I heard a little birdie told me that we're looking at some NBA tattoos. Yeah, man. Whoever that birdie is. You're a snitch. But yeah, we're looking, at, <laughs> we're looking at NBA tattoos. And we did this a couple months ago. It was a hit. Some are going to be good. <laughs> Some are going to be bad. And we're here to go ahead and be the judge of them all, Brown Eaters. Let's do this. So uh, what are we going to do? Are we going to rate them from 1 to 10 or are we going to grade them? We're going to rate them from 1 to 10. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Say less. Actually, no, screw <laughs> that. Let's grade these NBA tattoos. Okay. <laughs> First up, Audible. <laughs> we got Mulberry Star. This is an A. And I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Having your own logo tattooed into the side of your head, free promotion for life. Okay. And also, a. as somebody who used to wear these shoes, that's hard. <laughs> no, it makes it great. I'll go A, just because he paired it with the Baldy. Like, he went all in. Iconic look with the logo smacking the dab of where you're going to look. Like, it's such a it's such a swing that could have very easily been a miss. Yeah, it could have been bad. The tattoo was great, too. Tattoos back then were all so poor. But if he was in the NBA <laughs> today, the NBA would literally have him put a fat-ass bandage on his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, and that would just yeah. be so bad. Adam Silver would have had him put in prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, listen this, this tattoo is crazy. So unhinged, but there's nothing else that you can expect from a man who eats Vaseline. So, yes, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so, is this uh, A? Yeah, no, it's an easy A. a. Sure. It's easy A. It's no I love question. It. This is A. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> What's next? Oh, next up, we got Mike Muscala's Mario tattoo on the side of his shoulder. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what history this man has with Super Mario. But as far as Super Mario tattoos go, that's pretty high quality. This is hard no, as hell, good. man. This is so creative. <laughs> listen, if that it was B, B, listen, if it was like a star player, I would probably give it an A. But this is Mike Muscala. 
<laughs> this is weird. Like, this is weird. That's crazy slander. This <laughs> tattoo sucks because he's a role player. <laughs> you do. You go to the greatest lengths to hate on him. You finna pull up his career average. average like, what? Man. Six points. Give I love kids. him. You got the mus the muscala tax is crazy. <laughs> uh, being real, this is a solid B, bro. Maybe nah, if it's it was cool. good. I guess Donovan, he might be an A. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. This is a B. Listen, you get your two point percentage above forty percent consistently. Maybe I'll give you a B tier tattoo. Damn. So we go and see. Maybe. No. Damn. C. Is what is it? C <laughs> B. I don't care. I guess you go and see. <laughs> I don't care. I don't play Mario like that. Next. Oh, next we got <laughs> Wilson one? Chandler's tattoo <laughs> of his daughter on his throat. That's a crazy placement for a tattoo. Do you know how much that must fucking hurt to get a tattoo on your Adam's apple? You gotta love the shit out of your child. This is an A for pure dedication. I would never that's do that for my child. <laughs> I, I'm never getting my neck tattoo for my child. This that's not happening. I'm not getting my Adam's tattoo. Uh, I'm not getting my Adam's apple tattoo for anybody. Yeah, nah, man. I it has to be an A just that's for insane. the dedication, though. 100. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's he went through pain for his daughter. This man is the best dad of the year. Yeah, best dad of the year, but. Ah, man, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't be me. Yeah, what do you want to put this? It's a, hey. it's an A, but like, bro, <laughs> just put your daughter on your screensaver. Like, you didn't have to go through it. <laughs> <laughs> that Get a scrapbook. <laughs> Try hard. <laughs> no facts. It is. He's Relax. A man. Can't hate. <laughs> What's All right, next? next up? Next up, we got... <laughs> next up we got stevenson's five dollar neck fat oh uh, five dollar no, neck tattoo no i'm not gonna say what i want to say back to back adam's apple he yeah. got abe lincoln in his throat he gave, he, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a crazy statement with the double fives i just do not understand the logic man i do not understand the logic he thought that was a hard he thought he's the hardest motherfucker to hit the streets since he got that tattoo it's not the truth man that is, that is F. I'm That's the astounded. First F. This looks first like, F. It looks Photoshop. It, this looks like something that you would put on a bad mixtape album cover. Facts. Is that two chains <laughs> cover? I I can't I can't believe this. No. This looks like that meme of the guy going no regrets with a bad tattoo on his neck. <laughs> it looks like he's playing a practical joke on us. Yeah, no nah, man. This is sad. But this is just his life. Joke. It's on his Tough. neck for the rest of his life. He's cooked when he's. 80 bro <laughs> it's done for can you have can you imagine having a saggy a he's done for now <laughs> yeah a blinking yeah i'm giving yeah. this a d Put this an f I'm, I'm giving this i'm a, giving this an f i'm giving it a d for dumb d for dumb <laughs> <laughs> i'm with it let's do it <laughs> what's next next up we got <laughs> jr smith's swish tattoo right under his chin I didn't You're even know about this Swish. existed. You're worried about Swish. Why does he have a young money tattoo on his throat? What is up with all these throat <laughs> tattoos? Uh, <laughs> Were you not a fan of young money? Yeah, not man. that much. <laughs> Listen, you didn't believe in Wheezy? You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like a little twist back in the day as much as anybody, but I'm not going to get it on my throat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this will be better if... It wasn't multicolored like this. No consistency. Yeah, exactly. It's like, a little wild. Let, let, let's call a spade a spade. This is an awful tattoo. Whoever did this is a criminal. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. This is, this is an F. Truly abhorrent. This is disgusting. They should be imprisoned. Of course. Okay. It's a prison F tattoo. It <laughs> <laughs> F it is. What's next? Next up. 
Is that it? That's the end of it. Oh, okay, that's, that's all. It. Of them. Ah, there we go. Great. What a way to end it, which is the worst tattoo I've ever seen. This is yeah. diabolical. Kind of eye cancer right now. Damn. <laughs> I'm kind of having a bad night now. Like, I wish you yeah. didn't show me this. Yeah, can we? Anyways, if people are still here, what should they comment? Mo, you decide this time. Hmm. What was the highlight of this? Actually, actually, actually. Sorry. You got it. Last time we did this, we used this opportunity to slander Nikhil. Nikhil, why don't you unmute and tell us what the people should comment? Yeah. I it's your it. moment. Hop on the main stage. What should people comment? What are we doing? Y'all really putting me on the spot here. The Correct. lights are too bright. Turn off the lights. Turn <laughs> off the lights. Prove me wrong, nah. Nikhil. <laughs> nah, I Boo! Got <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Comment. Shout out Lincoln. Shout out Lincoln. Shout out Lincoln. For Abraham Lincoln. Shout out Abraham Lincoln. We're paying homage to Abraham Lincoln in the comments today. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I was, I, was, I, was, I was taking somewhere crazier than that, but let's just end it there. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. thinking that we were going to do. But I'm like, let's just, let's, let's calm down for today. Yeah. Shout out Abraham Lincoln. If you know, you know. We'll see y'all later.